So, last session, we left Six Feet Under Incorporated in a bit of a sticky situation. The crew found themselves sitting at the table with some sort of magic playing tricks on their minds and vision. A few members of the party were able to break themselves from the illusionary magic and found themselves in a rotting basement being all but held hostage by a hag. A hag they would later find out to be a blood hag. After an attempt to poison the hag, the party took their opportunity to try to kill her. A long and brutal battle followed, ending with what, er, with what was left of the party slaying the hag while the rest of their companions laid on the floor fighting for their lives. As the hag died, she left one parting, last parting gift for the party. The room shifted and tore before their eyes as the hag transported them to an unknown realm of existence. The crew awoke, fully healed, and faces reattached, to see a lush and beautiful landscape. Talking flowers and mushrooms that they crushed with their bodies, and ate in certain cases, and three new traveling companions who just so happened to have disappeared again. Three deep knowns named Slogoth, Beepraz, and Grivok heckled the group, convinced Ravali to give them cigarettes, and nearly started an all-out fight between Six Feet Under Incorporated and the Black Circle. The two teams made their peace for the time being and made their way to a tavern that they could see from their strange landing spot. Oh, and, uh, Darkuda, you ate a sentient mushroom and don't think I will forget that. <laughs> <laughs> We, so, we say the black circle as companions very loosely, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's a, <laughs> a very loose companionship at best. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for it. The, yeah, I you think probably think they're pretty cool, cool guys. Yeah, Rivali's <laughs> completely on board with the black circle, so. And this is the most quiet they have been since you met them. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I can hear the birds chirping. Are there birds? Am I a bird? I'm a bird. <laughs> it's actually just a flower over there. That's like I don't know if any of this is actually. Everybody <laughs> looks at Ravelli. You doing all right? Okay. I hate these birds tripping. Just I'm also, you, I'm also a bird. A bird. <laughs> yeah, you look over and there's a swooping. there's a flower right at the base of the tree next to you that's just chirp 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 chirp. chirp. <laughs> See, perfectly normal. that every day. Every so bird flower related pun. You guys are currently on your way towards the tavern that you can see in the distance there. Um, It's a rather clear day. Everything looks nice and pretty. The water is nice and calm. Insight Um, check. I don't believe it for a second. (laughs) Insight the DM. Um, Just a fucking word. But yeah, the the floor is yours, gentlemen. And Betty. Not fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rivali. Uh, do you have any more cigarettes? Um, I think I have two left. Two left. I thought you gave them all to to our new companions. No. No. Um, no. Did you keep one for yourself? Me, they left to... me. I kept one for myself, and then I. Uh, I think it was uh, Logoth. Uh, Slipped another one back into the pack. He, I, maybe he felt bad. The nice guy. One gave him one back. Yeah, they're they're something. They're nice. I'd say yeah. They're interesting acquaintances for sure. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> they they definitely in this moment they are uh, not near you. You don't know where they have gone. They just seem to slip away 
ever so quietly. Right. I am very gone. Glad they were gone. I agree. I'm sad that they were gone. Either. They were, in fact, a bit noisy. It's nice to listen to the, they like the sounds the, of the flowers the chirp. That one over there, where the tree was. That one, I haven't heard it. The The trees are are buzzing. (laughs) All is right in the world. Trees are barking. Tree bark? Yeah, yeah, okay. (laughs) There's a lot of trees. If they were all barking, I think that'd be more of a nightmare than a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I suppose. Galmar, calm down. (laughs) Never. It's a lot of Galmars as I look at the trees. Uh, well, I, I suppose we should uh, should continue on to our way here. Can somebody yep. carry me over the bridge? Sure. Do, do you want Do you want me to fly you over the bridge, Betty? Yeah, whatever works. I just don't want to walk across it. Yeah, are you Are you afraid of? <laughs> she has a fear of bridges. Got it. Nope, nope. I just don't feel like walking across the bridge. Is all. All right. Very, very long. <laughs> well, it is, let's it see. Is, it let's is see how really well long. I do here. Uh, all right, Betty. Uh, I got a fifteen brakes check. Let's <laughs> say one fifteen. You can you can carry her. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right, let's go, Betty. To the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Drops her. Just shoot straight up, <laughs> right into the water. <laughs> Alright, you guys Fuck continue on down the path. It's a it's a pretty long, windy path, cutting through all the trees, um, uh, tons of mushrooms all over the place, and you see they kind of scowl at Darkuda. They, <laughs> they fucking know. They know. <laughs> How would they know? I'm going to keep a safe distance away from Darkuda. <laughs> if there are any Dark- mushroom retaliations, <laughs> I do not want to be a part of this. <laughs> I'm still just See, like, was all course, you know, we should split the group. Still muttering to myself, <laughs> we are one. We are one. <laughs> it's not even the mushroom. It's just Arcuda saying that. <laughs> giving him all the fingers. He's walking yeah. back. <laughs> I can hardly hear him over all the barking trees. <laughs> and the chirping flowers. Oh, yeah, so I don't know. The barking right. trees are pretty quiet. The today. buzzy squirrels. If only on Q Iro actually barked there, that would have been perfect. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure he will soon enough. Who's moving? Sorry, I'm going to I, you were on Darkuda. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just confused. I was like, "Who has the power?" Oh no, me! I have the power. <laughs> right. So, is there anything you would like to do prior to going into the tavern? I'd like to weirdly go up to Darkuda and rub his uh, belly and cast Detect uh, Poison or Disease. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> That'll be yeah. read thoughts. Okay. <laughs> um, Don't worry, dear. Just touching your belly. You would... I watch where you're touching there, Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> God. <laughs> you would know uh, with the Detect Poison or Disease, you would know that uh, it's not great, but it's not terrible. This is this this mushroom is probably going to have some sort of an effect on him. Probably a little bit of like a more hallucinogen rather than an actual poison or disease. Um, but other than that, I mean, he's not gonna die from it. 
As far as my interaction, I just... <laughs> but did he die? Yes, yes, yes. I've been on this trip, dearie. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Can I investigate this cart-looking thing in front of me? Oh, the wagon. Uh, yeah. Give me an investigation check. I'm working on it. All right. 20. That's my 30. 20. Dirty 20. With a dirty 20, uh, you can tell that this is a a wagon that is probably used predominantly for transporting all of the, the alcohol that go into the shop. Um, there's not... It, it doesn't appear that any of these chests or anything are actually filled. It looks like this is uh, in its unloaded state, like everything is already inside. Um but other than that, it's a pretty standard wagon. It looks like there's uh, one person that is actually operating the front of it. They would probably hook up a horse or, or something mm-hmm. of that nature. And then there is a uh, like a passenger area where you could take probably four people inside. Okay. Can we, uh, can we hear anything inside? Is there music, people yeah. loud shouting? And Rivali's going to look Should to see if he sees anyone in the windows or, or anything like any movement. Um, uh, for Darren, give me a perception check, and for, um, yeah, for Rivali, I'm gonna have you go ahead and do an investigation. I got you a 12 for my perception. Okay, with, uh, with a 12, you would hear not a whole lot, really. You would, you would hear some faint music. Pretty standard tavern music. Doesn't sound like it's like a live band or anything. It actually sounds like it is a a recording, probably a record or something of that nature. Okay. I, I rolled a five. Uh, with a five, you look inside and you don't see anybody. Yeah. I'm a little distracted. I'm kind of worried where the black circle went. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like where my new best friends were. And like... <laughs> New best friend. You chose a window that had a curtain on it, and you're just trying to yeah. look through the curtain. You know, <laughs> it was a it was a thin curtain, so I mean, I think you'd be able to see something, but worth a shot. Yeah. All right. Wait, when when does in that case, Delmar does... wants to just uh, just push on through. Okay. Doesn't that one spell? I'm actually gonna hang out on the cart seat for this room. <laughs> <laughs> Why we all just uh, stand around? Let's let's go in. I don't let's know. Let's check it out. Front door. Oh, this is the not front the door. front door. I think the front door is up this way. Yes. Oh, is it up the stairs? Try yes. Going through the side you, entrance. You would oh, infer... yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not just gonna walk in. Yeah, good, good you, call, guys. Good call. You would infer <laughs> that the uh, the <laughs> transportation. Uh, would probably be near, you know, where they would actually store everything rather than the front door. And you do see a little sign as you guys are walking away that says entrance this way. My bad. I should have put that there. <laughs> I thought the entrance was, okay. I thought the entrance was this one. I think, I think you're right. That's the private parties up there. I don't know that confusing layout for Come a tavern. On. Uh, yeah, it's like enough. I mean, isn't the road all the way the other way? It's a pretty cool tavern. It is very nice, no. uh, but don't it think is, about it too uh, hard. Still okay. creepy. It is nice, but you. the entrance is, is on the wrong creepy. side. All right, I'll I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll go in. I'd like to step in. Okay, see what's going on. So, so you can do that. um, 
This is going to be more theater of the mind. I mean, you can go in if you want, but that is not what's happening inside of there is not what I intended necessarily. So that's sure. fair. Um, so as you walk inside, um, the tavern is pretty much dead. Like there is nobody in here really other than a, a old timer bartender behind the uh, bar. And he's just wiping away at the counter. Casual barkeep behavior indeed wiping out, out. i did glasses. not go inside he's hiding that he did not okay <laughs> he's, clean, he's been cleaning the same spot for 30 years <laughs> absolutely <laughs> <laughs> it does appear that way you just kind of get this this vibe from him you're like that spot can't get any cleaner it's like kind of wore away a little bit you know <laughs> something tells me nobody's ever been in here that's why i have spotless this place looks. yeah that clear coat on that on that top is just completely oh, yeah. wore off in one spot. <laughs> oh man. Um, um you guys uh, approaching the the bar there? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So as you walk up, he kind of just looks up ever so briefly and says, "Oh, some new faces. We haven't seen new faces here for a uh, time. Come to purgatory." Jeez. Darren turns away, self-conscious, starts feeling his face, making sure it's there still. <laughs> he brought up like faces. Name the bars him. Purgatory? No, no, the, 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 the city of Purgatory. Oh, oh, okay. Cool. Can I do an Arcana check? But also the bars named Purgatory. He's <laughs> <laughs> very clever. <laughs> purgatory mar- and Purgatory. <laughs> People know yeah. where they are then. Consistency, uh, you know. Hard to forget. <laughs> Who wanted to roll something? An arcana check? <clears throat> yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, I'm reading. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> mm, yes, quite. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I forget where it is, so I'll just roll it. Okay. 19? With a 19. Uh, you definitely feel there's magic here but um it it doesn't feel like a a strange magic it just it just kind of feels like magic okay as i heard the name of the bar and whatnot um standing like in front of the door and i kind of relay that information to betty uh, just to kind of get her opinion as well like what do you what do you think like purgatory uh betty's already excitedly over his shoulder oh i see shots (laughs) (laughs) old old timer looks at you and says well what what can i get for you my mushroom (laughs) will have something (laughs) that does remind me now that you were uh somewhere you can roll i need a constitution saving throw yeah (laughs) let's go boys you got this easy good luck four Seven. Ten. He rolled a seven. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) All right. With a ten, uh, you... It it doesn't feel like a poison, but you are going to take a single point of damage as you feel this very angry mushroom man just punching (laughs) as hard as he fucking can (laughs) against your stomach line. Like, just beating the ever-living hell out of it. I also... Uh, okay. Need a perception check. 
awesome. <laughs> um, so before I roll that perception check, um, I kind of like punch the outside of my stomach and I say, you keep it up, I'm going to eat your friends and family. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> is he technically poisoned then? No, he is not poisoned. It is quite literally a sentient mushroom beating the shit out of his guts. <laughs> uh, 17 on perception check. Okay, with a 17, you look as you're standing there, out of the corner of your eye, you see a little mushroom man peer around the corner <laughs> with a fucking bow and arrow trained on you, but as soon as you lay eyes on him, he kind of ducks back around the corner and goes away. <laughs> as he starts to slink off, I just yell, I'll eat you! <laughs> Okay, that's it for your checks for now. Darkuda's becoming dull. He's entirely unhinged. Like, seeing the mushroom and saying that, I kind of look at Betty as like, did you see that? Or am I just seeing things here? Oh, like, dear, I just want to make sure. <laughs> dear, we're in purgatory. The most I can offer you is some Tums. Ah, well. <laughs> You know, I'll just keep. <laughs> That's all there is in purgatory. It's just. Uh, I guess we'll just keep swinging on each other. It's all right. Uh, and with that, I enter the bar. Okay. Uh, I guess the bartender looks at you guys again and says, "So are you drinking?" Or uh, yeah, actually, can I have a bowl of water? Uh, have a very Let me large. See if ale. I can find a bowl around here. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of disappears into the back and comes out, and sure enough, he has a bowl and he has filled it with water just for you. Thank you. I'll have you a milk? round of shots of magic missile for my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed boy. that, correct? <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever made I'm, a magic I'm missile. This intimidation. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give me an intimidation. <laughs> Uh, angrily, I tell the bartender it's a mix of half rumple mints, half fireball. Um, <laughs> he starts just making the shots. <laughs> Go ahead and give me the. I only got a nine. Yeah, no, he just keeps making the shots. He goes, Oh, that's that actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> sounds fucking terrible. What kind, of fire, what kind of fireball? We I thought that here. was kind of fire and ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys, drink up. I. I'd rather stick sure, to the water. <laughs> I I down my shot and uh, try and I'll concentrate to see if it affects the mushroom at all. I'll be a non-alcoholic. I raise the shot glass uh, to Betty. Thank you for the the lovely suggestion. <laughs> Can they all roll Constitution and not throw yeah, up? What is Daisy? <laughs> Shit! Please, <laughs> please don't make us. <laughs> I'm afraid I will. <laughs> um, I asked. He's, uh, he's got the devious smile. <laughs> uh, Barkeep, what can you tell us about Purgatory? I guess both uh, the location we're in, as well as the name of your bar. Well, as I told these fine people right before you walked in. The name of this bar is also Purgatory. We're not very creative around here. We make good drinks, though, I think. <laughs> um, but, uh, he kind of looks over to you and then just goes back to talking. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, we, we, I've been here for... Starts counting on his fingers and he's like, 
I believe centuries. Um, <laughs> I've, I've, I don't think I've ever seen anybody enter, and I've never seen anybody leave, not even by boat. Um, but yeah, this this place is great. It has everything we need, and you know, there's there's some very impressive landmarks around, but uh, nothing. I've never had a desire to leave. I'm an old man. Why would I? I've been alive for centuries. Uh, what kind of attractions or uh, landmarks is around the area? Well, I well, noticed you... some giant trees yonder parking way. Trees, and... Giant parking trees. Uh, do all know, the trees park? Why do the trees bark? <laughs> <laughs> and why do the flowers chirp? Have you never seen a barking tree before? No, Not no. Particularly, no. no. <laughs> I've barely oh, seen a tree. Not common before. where I'm from. <laughs> no, usually they just stay quiet. They're pretty quiet, typically. They really yeah. have mouths where I come I don't from. like making myself feel crazy for not seeing barking trees. I don't <laughs> like making me feel crazy. That's... Is there, like, <laughs> a, a very low, uh, like, Hotel California uh, playing in the background, kind of? <laughs> yeah, what? like, a, a little bit of an old-timey Hotel California going on. Yeah, Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, this it's... is... It's funny you mentioned that song because Jasmine hates that song. So like <laughs> just hearing it, I could hear like the purgatory sound. Like no, I know are. we're in there now. Yeah. Yeah. As it ends, it plays over again too. Yeah. And he's like, I love this song. I've been listening to it for centuries. Okay. I'm beginning to see a pattern here, fellas. Uh, but it Responding to your your statement or your question about uh, the landmarks in the area, he says, uh, "Yes, there's there was an old rumor uh, uh, about a a, a a key that awakens some device here in Purgatory, but yeah, you know, I I can't I can't quite remember where I heard it from. Uh, the the key was was split into seven pieces, and uh, to to avoid people activating the device." Uh, if I if I remember the old wives' tales well, I I believe it went something like this. And he kind of <clears throat> clears his throat and he goes, "Landmarks that catch your eye will catch your soul. To gather the key, stories must unfold. Bravery, tragedy, freedom, and loss. Returning to life comes at a cost." Endure the pain to get your reward, pain that does not come from a sword. The flowers house the gate to get back, but the gate won't open with no key in your pack. Now carry on, you must make haste, or you may find yourself forever held in this place. I'll put that in chat yeah, for you guys. Please, thank you <laughs> yeah. so much. My that was right. fantastic. Thank you. Guys. I having medieval Hotel California in the people. background <laughs> really adds to that. I just kind of like glance at him. Can you repeat that? He pulls out a piece of paper, like clearly a stack full of just it. It's all printed. He's just waiting to hand it out. Yeah. But he also, I'll trade you pamphlets. No, he goes on just a touch further and he says, Yes, here in in Purgatory, we have seven landmarks. That uh, we have a castle that was glorious but now destroyed, a graveyard, an island, 
a village, a ship, a tree, and a waterfall. Does the tree bark? (laughs) Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tree that doubles as a house. It barks very loud. Oh, one might call it a treehouse, no? No, it is a tree that doubles as a house. Clearly. <laughs> 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 the barkeep. Understood. I see. Yeah. I see. Well, I get it. Yes, of course. They have it's it's trees, a clear distinction. Of course. Yeah, there, of course. The, yes, Revali. Yeah, you're right. There's a very di- and, big difference. And people live in this <clears throat> house that doubles as a tree? Unclear. But it is a tree that doubles as a house. I mean, Kavi and I whisper. Perfect. Everything kind of making that clear. Crystal yeah. clear. Crystal Everything clear. doubles as a what house. What is your name? Brave enough. My name. My name is Virgil. Virgil. Thank okay. you very much, Virgil. Oh, thank you. It's it's a pleasure to see a new face, even though I have no idea how you got here. We don't well, either. So. Be- as soon as he finishes saying that, Hotel California starts over again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it skips the whole beginning and it just gets to the part where it's like, you can. <laughs> it just goes right to the solo. Uh, is Virgil's name Virgil or Virgil? V I R G I L. Oh, Virgil. Virgil. My father's Virgil. name. Virgil. <laughs> I know more petty lore now. Good. He died centuries ago. Okay. <laughs> Sorry for your loss. Looks kind of like the bartender. Well, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm leaving. He goes well, back to wiping that one spot on the counter again. Uh, before we leave, I ask him, uh, you know, I guess depending, you know, we may take a look around. <laughs> uh, if we decide to come back, do you have rooms available? He looks up at you and says, "Landmarks to catch your <laughs> eye, <laughs> catch your soul. Story, key stories must unfold." Immediately, just turn around. walk out. Yeah, of the park. Just, just walk out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I say we go to the house, the tree that has a house in it. No, I thought it was a. I thought it was a house with a tree in it. Oh, you know, no, tree that doubles double as a house. house. And it barks. As you're walking away, you hear, it's a tree that doubles as a <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Virgil. <laughs> I feel like we said it's a house that doubles as a tree. Like, I don't know what he's so uptight about. Uh, can I search the cart before we go? Kavi uh, already did and rolled a dirty 20. Oh, he found everything right. that there was there, which was not a whole Nothing. lot. Nothing. Uh, there's a couple cobwebs. Yeah. It does not look like it has left in a very long time. Oh, wait, wait, One wait, wait, would wait. say maybe centuries. <laughs> DM could could do some assistance. He's stuck in one of the rooms. Oh, I can't so get him. Let's get on the boat. <laughs> get him out. Let's get on the boat. Um, I guess we should have asked him which of the landmarks is closest. Uh, I thought we'd go to the house. Well, we should split the party, obviously. Oh, obviously. I'm going to go with my mushroom friends. Hold on, Darren's stuck in a bedroom. (laughs) Trying to get airs? Yeah, I don't know. I got upstairs. Second floor. (laughs) I see him. I'm trying to find you. Darren, I'm going to open this door to leave. Can't you just click on your character and, like, move him? 
Yeah, oh, he's there stuck he is. There he is. I got you. Oh, stuck in the you. room. He was like stuck on the walls. Like I couldn't get you both faced <laughs> He's just stuck. That, that fireball and meant whatever thing really fucked him up. <laughs> really knocked yeah. me out, man. Uh, All right. Yeah. Just I was gonna say, oh, okay. Go. All right. Perfect. I got you. So there you go, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'll take well, care that, of you, Bernie. It was that drink that Betty had had the had Virgil make. It just made me fly for a minute. I also got stuck upstairs. I don't know how that happened. I Where, recommend. Where'd you guys go? We're right outside. Okay. Where we I, I zoomed past you guys trying to find you. Anyway. So we're we're by the boats. Yeah, I recommend we take one of these boats because I think that might be the island that he's talking about in the distance over there. Okay, if we if oh, we want to take yes, the boats, I, uh, I I'm fine it. with that. Yes. Do we want to? Boys, right. I've never been if on a boat that it. hasn't sank. I just want to let you know ahead of time. Betty, right. if it starts, I will, I, I, I will fly away with you. Boat. I would like to be in the boat that does not have Betty. And with in that it. being yeah, said, I'd like to be the, the captain boat. of one of the boats. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You know what? Let's give Betty her own boat. Yeah, I would like to be. I would like to be. Have a question. Have you been the captain of every boat you've ever been on? <laughs> no, first try. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe it'll be an improvement. Yeah. That yeah. answer is preferable to what I was thinking it was. Yeah. She's was there mutiny involved when the ship sank? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> okay, well, I will be fine. Uh, yeah, if we want to hit the, the, sure. the seven seas, or maybe there's only five of one them. One purgatory here. sea. No. Uh, are we splitting boats or taking one? I would. It's going to be one weighed down boat. I mean, Ravali and I have hollow bones, but... Yeah, I mean, I I weigh basically nothing. Gilmore's. I'm I only one percent body fat, so I don't weigh much. <laughs> yeah, but you're shredded. <laughs> yeah, one percent exactly. body. One percent. Oh, okay, yeah. fair. Yeah, okay. But, I'm but like, you sink like that's a rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hopping in this boat. God, so. Damn it, Darren! Get your shit together. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. Everything's stuck in the. <laughs> Ever since this face, that, got... that drink really fucked him up. Yeah, seriously, he man. fell in between the floorboards. <laughs> he Come doesn't have his two legs yet. He'll get there. Okay, we're all here. I'm sorry. Is it too late to <laughs> say this? You have ruined my peer. <laughs> I've never been on a boat before. How is this? Way? I am the same way. Neither have I. <laughs> don't, don't let Kaza get wet. I don't think you. I don't think you like. Kaza, do you like water? Uh, I drink it. You know, <laughs> but what if what if so very that you feel like out of, response like, completely immersed? <laughs> Doesn't make I've me never feel seen him on a boat. He's been I've on the shore when I swam back. Would you like freak out yes. and like run away? <laughs> uh, freak out? No, no, no. Never run away. I don't run. I never run. No, ever anywhere. Ever. ever. At most, you will get a casual jog. <laughs> at best, at very best. Okay, you guys are on a boat. Uh, <laughs> where are you headed? I, I start barking orders. <laughs> Darren, pull the anchor. Copy full mast. <laughs> <laughs> This is a rowboat. This is a rowboat, Betty. Damn it. 
Darren, Darren looks over the side and sees there's no start rolling, please. We're going straight. Yeah, we want to go to the island right there. I ask. We uh, should. We I, should. Molly should like fly above to like see. You know. Should, should so I go? Do you guys want me to scout out? See. I yeah. ask out ahead. I ask Galmar. So, uh, how fast do you think you could row if you used <laughs> all of your arms? <laughs> just, just to like entice him and play mind games with him, like <laughs> so nobody else has to row. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say it'd probably double the speed. Absolutely, <laughs> there's Absolutely. no way no doubt. that you're gonna double the speed of the. Oh, boat. I could double the speed by myself <laughs> if I just pop these bad boys out. Absolutely, wouldn't you Absolutely. also destroy the boat? You know what? Well, I don't believe. Yeah, it. I might destroy the oars <laughs> in the process. We might get stranded, but I could double the. Speed. Could the boat do a strength check for the weight on it? <laughs> oh, there will be rolls. Don't you worry. <laughs> no. No. Uh, did Does you guys want me to scout ahead? Or... I mean... uh, no, hop in. Let's do this. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Time's up. Let's do this. I've never been in a boat, anyway. So this is kind of exciting. Seems like it's a um, of us. I've also never been in a boat. So how do you row? Um, <laughs> okay, so there's a song <laughs> to it from that I used to listen to as a child. Oh, whip out of row, bag, row, row your boat. <laughs> but it doesn't <laughs> provide yes, but not very instruction. Not very instruction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just uh, so yeah, I think you grab those question. wooden paddle things and uh, okay, okay, like like, like kind of pulls in towards you. <laughs> <laughs> he just like pulls so them down out? and like out of the water like, like this <laughs> pulls them towards you like horizontally <laughs> and then while they're still out of the water he just pulls it to him <laughs> like this Put them back in the water in the water dear water and then do that at the same time maybe Maybe now we'll do it. Ooh, do this fast. at the same time. Really I can fast. do this. Oh, really fast. Yeah, really yeah. fast. Good. Yeah, yeah. It uh, looks amazing. The boat still isn't moving. You're doing great. Are you sure? Moving Are you sure? This is. We don't seem to be. Betty, have you? Have you been? You've been on a boat before. How does this work? This was usually in my position when the boat sank. Here, move over. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> So I get so, the boat moving. <laughs> Darkuda, you like this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Betty, give me a strength check. Oh, that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> how, how far would you say the island is? Like, can we see it in the distance? Is it? Yeah, you can see it. Uh, is it you would is actually it... see looking out at the island. It is quite illuminated. Like it has all but a fucking spotlight on it. There's lights on each corner oh of, this, of this island, <laughs> and there's a a shining light in the middle. At this oh, rate, it's gonna take a day. It's a day's. I was just okay. instructing on how to do it. I wasn't doing it myself. <laughs> uh, I'll try. Uh, to oh, okay. No, no, no. Uh, just, I, I think I, I think I got it. I think I, I, I got I, it. She I, showed I me. Guys, if we have to, I will. I can try and blow this boat across the water. No, excuse no. me, that's not necessary here. Let me. <laughs> Whoa! Here's... All right. So, what do you need a strength I'm a check? Man of many, many yeah. talents. Okay. Right. Strength check. Fourteen. Okay, with a fourteen, I'll say you will get it going. Oh, okay. 
Okay, there we go. I think that's... That being said, you are pretty much just going straight right now. You have to... Gummer, you, Gummer, have, you, you got to turn. turn a little. Oh, turn. Turn. How do, wait, Betty, how what's do we a turn? turn? <laughs> what do you mean, what's a turn? What? <laughs> left the left go. or only paddle with the right? Only. Yes, left, right. <laughs> give, give me a dex I'm, check. I'm... <laughs> I have to give you, okay, dex check. Dex. Got it. Yeah. 18. 18, with an 18. <laughs> You guys almost don't believe this is his first time. I mean, he guides it just <laughs> perfectly towards towards this island, and uh, he, he banks two it. Oars. <laughs> yeah, he banks it just on on the uh, the shore of this little island uh, without really any hassle. Well, that didn't even need to use my extra arms. You guys don't have to move over there. It's it, it's all going to be. Predominantly theater of the mind, but if you would like to, you're more than welcome. I don't think <laughs> I'm floating back. I don't appreciate what's in the background over there. <laughs> what? what yeah, it's too far away. I can't see it. It's one of our okay. locations. I it's it's Galmar. It's your upgrade. Oh, wait! I have to row that thing. Yes. Okay, it's I can a little, do that. It's a little bit easier, <laughs> so, somewhat. It's not. Virgil said not we had to go to the ship as well, so I'm assuming he meant the big one, not the ones that we're in right now. That'd be kind of okay. easy. You know what? That's so, not really a ship, more like a, a dinghy. As I don't know why I was a dinghy. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. Uh, as you all step out onto the island, you notice that the lights begin to grow or to glow brighter. Um, these these flowers that, unex like for no apparent reason, are showing this crazy luminescent light that you've never even seen growing up in, you know, some of you grew up in cities that had bright neon and and things of that nature. This is a simple flower, but it is almost a blinding light. <clears throat> are they also chirping? <laughs> no, these ones are not chirping. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Different these, variety. Right, yeah, these are light flowers, not flowers. bird flowers. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but as like. you guys step onto the shore of this island... The pillar in the middle starts to spin violently, raising from the center of the island where it sits. The eight flowers emitting light on each of the corners raise up to different heights, spinning around you in different directions. We need to leave. The lights <laughs> violently pull towards the pillar, creating a small explosion that blinds you. Everyone? Oh, boys, I've never been a boat captain that's blind. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... Flashbang. First of everything. I squat down and, like, whisper to my stomach and say, <laughs> and say little buddy, we're, we're, trying to, we're trying to see if, uh, you know, this legend of the key that is broken... We're on the island. What can you tell me? It's I can't see anything. There's just so much light. Give me a constitution saving throw. <laughs> when is he gonna digest this thing? <laughs> I think it's back, bro. I think it I think he tried to digest uh, it. Fourteen. Fourteen. You take one more damage <laughs> as it punches as you try to talk to it and get help from it, it punches the absolute shit out of your kidneys. <laughs> what made you think it was ready to help you? You ate it. 
<laughs> we are one! <laughs> As you guys are still on this island, seemingly, Blinded. you open... Yeah, you open your eyes, and you find that you were no longer on an island. But instead, you are in a keep. Uh-oh. Are we still blind? Sorry. Uh, your view overlooks a courtyard where roughly 20 young kinkus are fighting. Not in a playful way, but with intensity that would make a dire wolf look like a pup. One kinku immediately catches your eyes. While the others fight holding a sword in one hand and a shield in the other, this kinku appears to be telekinetically controlling two knives that are both physical, but also not simultaneously. You barely can see it, but you manage to spot two small metallic circles adorning the back of the young kinku's hands. He hurls one of the blades at his opponent without ever touching it, stopping it just before it decapitates his challenger making a slight cut in the competition's neck to ensure it was known that he hit his mark. The other kinku leaps at the one controlling the flying knives, drawing the attention of a nearby adult kinku, who breaks up the fight before it escalates any further. Both young kinkus are sent to training dummies on opposite ends of the courtyard to finish their training alone. Months pass and the kinkus are growing, becoming more powerful as well as more graceful. The courtyard is full of a blur of black feathered figures moving deftly, striking targets as quick as they appear. They train all taking short breaks for meals and then immediately pick up their weapons to train again. After nearly two years pass in this fast-forward version of what you were watching, the kinkus are separated into groups not too dissimilar to task force, or task forces, sorry, uh, that, but they refer to them as murders. They run simulations day in and day out, but something has changed. Now most of them can control these floating spectral knives, and all of them have the same circular discs on the back of their hands. As you continue to watch, you notice each time the original Kenku that, you, that caught your eye and, and his group would perform the best out of all of the other groups. They receive praise from the headmaster of the school of what you would assume is a group of assassins. Soon these groups are sent out of the keep to perform missions. Even as teenagers, they are able to infiltrate nearly anywhere, gathering intel sometimes, stealing artifacts and weapons of war other times, and sometimes even taking out a target in complete silence. The Kinkus are professional, determined, and the best that you have ever seen in this line of work. One day, the headmaster approaches the Kinku, who had set himself apart from the very beginning. Kavi, I have an important mission for you in your murder. As the leader of this murder, you are the first to hear this mission, and you will have complete control of the operation. Yes, sir, Volstrucker. We are your eyes, we are your hands, we are your blade. You watch as the headmaster explains the necessary information, which seems common enough and simple, almost to the point of concern. Slip in, kill the target, grab the weapon, leave. Rogues of this level of talent have already completed missions that were significantly harder and more complex than that that was laid before you. But the mission has been given, and Kavi was more than happy to carry it out. 
Kavi and a few members of his murder prepare for the mission, leaving quietly in the dead of night. They arrive at a laboratory in the middle of the city, just outside of the royal district. They decide that the roof is, is the best point of access, quickly scaling the building and finding their point of entry. The lab is mostly quiet. A few guards patrol the area, and a single scientist is rapidly working in front of a large data pad and large tubes filled with liquid housing some sort of humanoid figures. The Kenkus quietly take out the guards simultaneously, being sure to leave no trace or witness. The murder then, ma or the murder then makes their way to their assassination target. Kavi slips silently behind the scientist, creating a blade out of thin air. With one quick swipe of his wrist, the blade leaps from his hand into the air, slicing the scientist's throat. At that same time, Kavi's second-in-command reaches out with a cybernetic hand that emits a small burst of flames. He grabs the scientist's neck, cauterizing the cut before a single drop of blood leaves his throat. The Kinkus make their way to the, their second target of the mission, the research that they were sent after. Kavi steps up to the data pad, unintentionally reading the project title. Kavi stops dead in his tracks. You can visibly watch his body freeze, confidence and determination leaving him. Kavi saw that the scientist was working on creating a witch blood, and that they were sent here to steal the research and the test subject, which Volstrucker referred to as a weapon. Kavi, being no stranger to the destruction and danger of a witch blood, questions his orders for the first time in his life. He looks into the tube, noticing that this is a fellow kinku, not much over the age of ten. Kavi's murder follow behind him, grab the data pad, and release the test subject, exiting the way they came in, all while not saying a word to the non-moving Kavi. Kavi's mind is racing. He remembers the stories his parents told him about the Great War, the magic users of old, and the destruction that was wrought throughout the land. The lives that were lost in a senseless war. Kavi is not delusional. He is well aware that he often acts in self-service. But he believes in balance and realizing another, or release, goodness, sorry, and releasing another monster into the world would tip the scales far from anything that he would be able to redeem himself of. Kavi made the decision in that moment to leave. He knew he could not keep the data pad away from Volstrucker without being killed by his own murder, but he wanted no part in Volstrucker's attempt to release war into the world. Kavi left Ebril, unsure of where to travel next. He began heading northeast, taking a hard turn to the east before entering Eaglemond, home of the proud and pompous Arakakra, eventually finding himself in the Second Land. The vision ends, and the light on the pillar shatters, revealing a key fragment. Wow. Uh, okay. <clears throat> I know you all have many questions, but you literally just saw everything. Nope. So. Wow. <laughs> Could you have shown me blinking. that without flashbanging me? I did. That wow. wasn't really my choice. I am unsure of what happened. Mm. I didn't want any of you to know any of that. Well, now we do. Yeah, well, not all bad. Not all good. <laughs> A lot of people. <laughs> Whoever said, well, that like like mostly that's, that's, bad. that's neither here nor there, you know? That no, seemed it, like I mean it was there. We we saw it. We <laughs> I mean, it, that seemed like that. a life. Uh, that seemed like a lifetime of bad choices, followed by one good one. It's, it's not really. <laughs> I have may have a little bit of a skewed mentality, but you saw the conditions I was raised in. 
I guess that was that was something. Kind of stuck. I am proud of you for uh, overcoming, though. Yeah, that's well, for sure. My work isn't done. Oh, hmm? oh, excuse me now. Oh, uh, sorry. No, not to that uh, bastard of a mission. My personal project. That, is that Nintendo Said along the same lines. Do your personal or... projects, yeah, resemble like your work project. I'm not yeah, going to kill like, the I'm same going, industry. I'm not going murder. to kill any of you. Oh, it's going to be murder. Very violent murder. Hopefully, <laughs> if I succeed. Okay. I'd like to be you flashbanged to talk, again. You know, you can always uh, open up. And... <laughs> I, Delmar I, I, approves I, of this. I, I, appreciate, I, I appreciate you, Kaza. But really, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm, one of the, I'm one of the good guys now. Just a little, yeah. a little... Are you sure? Crooked. Just a little Are you crooked. sure about that? I, I'm sure about Daddy's that. just winking, <laughs> shooting finger guns at him. <laughs> good guy. So, do you remember much of uh, I remember Blood Project? Oh, <laughs> very good. Well, that that seems helpful to. Um, Kavi, do you want to grab the the key? Yeah, I, I suppose I will go ahead and be the one that grabs the key since it was showing me for some reason. Betty, Betty, let's get the boat. Let's leave him here. Let's go. Yeah, come on, let's <laughs> go. Steve, we can't leave him here. We can't bring him back with us. I, I should tell yeah. you, I'm a pretty fast swimmer. I'm not gonna live and leave get, a fellow get, bird. Thank you, Raleigh. Galmar was pretty slow at paddling too, so I'd, I'd catch up. <laughs> hey, well, I wasn't like using really all my good. arms. Okay, <laughs> he was like really good at it. <laughs> I wasn't using all my this arms. This is only waist deep water, anyways. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we had no reason to boat out here. Stop <laughs> undermining my accomplishments. <laughs> Next yes. time, I'll build it forty layers deep. <laughs> <laughs> the entire map will lag. Uh, Yes. <laughs> um. So okay, well, we did the I'll island the while we're out. I'll, I'll put we... stuff in my uh my bag of holding because I know I have one. <laughs> what was that, Rivali? While we're out here on the water, I, should we go see what's up with the ship? Or I would say that we should. I think we should we should head over to the uh, waterfalls over. Either one is a viable option, right? I mean. I'd yeah, I like guess, the uh, captain to Black Pearl over there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Betty, you are the captain. We did tell you that. So where do you, you want to go? You know the name of it? Oh, you know, it did sink centuries ago. I'm surprised to see it here floating. How old are you again? <laughs> oh, that's kind of rude. <laughs> yeah, it's very rude. Oh, right, right. I forgot your customs. It's rude as age. I forgot, Betty. I forgot. I apologize. I mean, it's just out of curiosity, it. you know. Uh, I think the she, ship makes most sense, and then hit the waterfalls since we're on the way sure, back. Yeah, fine. Should, yeah, that makes sense. Since I'm outvoted. Okay. You guys, you we can always a... split the party. No, that's a great idea. Let's do that. <laughs> Everybody needs to tell you. I've been more efficient. I bend down and say, "You're coming with me, mushroom buddy." <laughs> we have no idea where we are. The bird, the flowers are chirping, and the trees are barking. Are it's, you uh, it's woo are you, land here? You sure that you don't know where we are, Kavi? I mean, we just all had the vision of you here. I like, have, are you sure, like 
you don't I, have a connection here? So I easy? have no idea why we're here. We all got here at the same time and just as confused as one another. Yes, but they're showing visions of you. So it's a well, little uh, peculiar. Well, did you notice that there are seven of us and the, the barkeep said that there were seven uh, wonders? Hmm. Nope. Okay. Uh, I suppose that's a little <laughs> <laughs> You're picking straws here, bud. See, that could be a very good coincidence. You know, and so you're saying we're all going to have a story reveal. I'm, I'm There's not, seven I'm layers saying, to a salad. What are you getting I, I, I'm not saying anything. I'm saying that there might be more than meets the eye here. I don't know why. I don't know where we are. And honestly, I believe you. I believe you. I apologize. I I'll lean over to Kaz. I'm honestly, there's only, him. You keep an eye on him. There's only <laughs> one boat. You got it. So buddy. we should probably stick together anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yes, I did not want to swim personally. Not fair. <laughs> I told you he wouldn't. Oh, no, you like said you didn't. Uh, you you didn't know. I said I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> he's wearing all. He's wearing all this heavy armor. Yes, exactly. Very uh, heavy. It weigh me yeah. down. I probably won't mm -hmm. even. I'll probably sink. I will die. You want me to die? <laughs> no, 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 Kaza. That's not what Kaza's we want. Kaza's such a drama queen. Okay, uh, let's get back on the boat. Yeah, let's, let's, go, let's, king, let's go to the ship. King. Chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to the waterfall, Gilmar. <laughs> let's just keep going in circles. <laughs> you know what? We're leaving Darkuda behind. Just remember, you're not leaving just me behind. <laughs> yeah, you're leaving yeah. that mushroom. Yeah, are you with child? Good. Good. I don't feel as bad since you have a friend. With child. Uh, Darkuda, I need a perception <laughs> check. <Jared Wilson. laughs> Another one. Another one. Uh, wild 13. Damn it. With a 13, you don't know where, but you get hit with what is essentially about a toothpick. Mm. <laughs> As it, it strikes you in the cheek, and you take another, dam another point of damage. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Can understand By it, the end of the die. session, he's like, I'm at one health, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's like, please. He's got 87 little tiny toothpick arrows out of him. He's yeah. like, please help me. I'm dying. Looks like a Minecraft <laughs> character by the end of the... By exactly, the yeah. <laughs> okay, so you guys are heading to the ship? Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm rowing again. I'll row. You row, did a very good job last time. Unless, unless, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got the extra arm. Okay, okay, okay. I, I will go ahead and say that uh, since you did such a good, good job last time, you can roll with advantage this time. I need a strength save or a strength check to get everything moving, and then I'll need a dexterity, a dexterity. Goodness gracious, uh, okay. a dexterity check in order to steer. Okay, so got a fifteen with the roll, the strength check for with advantage. Okay. That will be sufficient to go ahead and get it off of the island here. And then Dex is going to be a nat one. <laughs> with, with advantage? So a four. No, huh? that wasn't roll with advantage. Yeah, roll, oh, roll, the Dex roll, is supposed roll, to be advantage too? Yep. Roll oh, okay, another. Cool. Yeah, Dex. Oh, thank God. Well, it's not <laughs> any better. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> <laughs> so you guys as we are as you guys started off the island here you're just kind of 
out in the ocean and he is just paddling straight. <laughs> I, I, thought thought I think don't think we're going Gilmar. towards the ship, Gum. I know turn. you wanted to go to the it, waterfall, it, but this yeah, is yeah, not... great speed, great speed, but just turn a little bit. I, I'm still, left. I'm still wrapping. I'm still understanding right over here somewhere. I'm still trying to figure out the whole. And turn like, as you call it's it. It's left and right, brother. <laughs> but if can I, I start reason my way over to the oars? No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. I've sank every ship. I'm not breaking my record now. <laughs> <laughs> many, many. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Someone get her out of here. Oh, I thought that was Darkuda. No, Darkuda's trying to fight the well, mushroom. I, you can't blame her <laughs> thinking that Darkuda's a wild card. Darkuda is contemplating summoning a uh, summoned beast to go after the mushrooms and just start picking them. Well, can I can I weasel uh, onto the oars? DM. You can try. Is is Galmar going to resist you? Do you Galmar. even know what the hell you're doing? I, I, th- I think. I might be a little better at it. You're doing great, um, but we do need to actually move pretty quickly. Just turn, just turn, just get us turned, and then I can do the roll. Okay, I, I will get us turned. All right, all right. Let's see what you can do. Get dexterity, dexterity check. Yeah. Yes. Please roll in that one. Twenty. Twenty. <laughs> all right. So as right, you right. guys are going in a straight line towards God knows what, and, <laughs> and it's a seemingly endless ocean uh <laughs> kavi steps in and is able to get you guys turned he hops on on the right side and starts fucking <laughs> <laughs> and gets you guys turned towards the ship um and as oh, there's you get, the ship yeah there's the ship. oh there we go okay i see what you're doing i i, yeah, I think i'm i think i'm getting it now uh as you guys approach the ship you guys are able to kind of get it close by and tie it off so it doesn't float away or anything and uh, climb on board. Any of you always wanted oh, a pilot, uh, oh, you know, God. captain one of these? I think I dropped coffee. And charge the ship. Wait, what are we? Are we manning can, the can? Can we do, do a they have cannons? Let me go down and check. <clears throat> Does this have any cannons? It looks like it has uh, one on each side. Down on the bottom, nope, yeah, it looks like one. there's a there's a couple. Now shoot our old boat. <laughs> <laughs> no way! Hold on, hold on. We gotta make yeah, sure I'm this the captain here. We gotta make sure this can move. Are you questioning my orders? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> As she says that, you guys do look up and see the sails have a bunch of tears and like holes. <laughs> yes. Oh boy, go very far. I don't know if this is great for sail. Volley has like a torch, like ready to go in front, like with the cannon. Oh, okay. As I mean, I think we can it off still. As you guys are standing on top of the 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 main deck of the ship here, you're I don't know what the technical term is for that, so sorry. The poop, uh, the poop deck. Yeah, the poop deck, I guess. Wait, no, that's, that's <laughs> why are they pooping on it. I was... <laughs> pooping that's on the mass. That's the lower that's the lower part. Sorry. You guys hear creaks and cracks as the bottom of this deck fall out, falls nope. out, and you are plunged into dark water. You panic to try to find your way back up, but eventually realize you cannot breathe. The dark water turns black, 
and you feel as if you have been transported. The blackness wears off, and you can see again and breathe again. <sighs> you find yourselves in a quaint village covered by a fresh, dense snowfall. The smell of stews and other meals bring cooked or being cooked fills the air as children play in the center of the main intersection. You see a slightly younger Betty, practically radiating joy as she plays with a young boy, swinging him around in circles in the air like some kind of merry-go-round. A chime rings out, and everyone who was outside rushes towards their home, shouting their excitement for dinner time. Day turns to night, and then back to day. You see the same young boy making his way to the edge of town. Betty following some distance behind. She shouts out to the boy, Be very careful out there, dearie, and please return long before dinner time. The boy rolls his eyes and shouts back, I will, Auntie Betty, I promise. Time once again speeds up, and the darkness of night falls, but you never see the boy return home. Betty and a woman who bears a striking resemblance to her stand outside near the path the young boy walked down calling his name into the dark, darkened forest. Ike! 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 Eventually, a flicker of light illuminates the end of the path, and another, and another. Three large tabaxi men come walking down the path, carrying something that resembles another person. As the men get closer, Betty and the other women, er, woman go sprinting out of, after the men, realizing that they are carrying Betty's nephew. The men quickly shout to the woman, Retreat! You mustn't be out of the village at night! We do not have the men to carry you all back! Betty and the other woman fall back to the light of the village, holding on to each other as their worst fears come to life. The men help to bring Ike into Betty's home and tell them what has happened. Ike had strayed too far from home and lost his way back. Darkness fell quickly, leaving the boy out in the hazardous forests of Davlin without the sunlight to keep the monsters at bay. The boy was set upon by werewolves, who bit not to kill, but possibly turn. These men go on to explain they happened to be patrolling the area and heard the yell for help. They hurriedly rushed to the boy's aid, but the werewolf had already sunk his fangs into the boy before they could slay the beast. Betty furiously began working, creating any potion she could think of, casting every healing ability she knew, and praying to a god, many gods, all of the gods. Days passed and the boy was not improving. His fever raised to the point that it almost hurt to touch him. He began to stir violently in his sleep, and his appetite became insatiable. Betty knew her healing was doing very little, but had little else that she could offer with her current abilities. As the evening shifts into night, you see Betty walk out into the town center. Tears fill her eyes as she fa er, falls to her knees, crying out to whatever god will listen to her. Instead of being met with the response of a god, she is met with a hideous roar. The very door she just walked from splinters into a hundred pieces, and a relatively small werewolf comes barging out of the doorway. The werewolf makes a quick leap at the closest guard, ripping him in two pieces in an instant. Quickly, the werewolf leaps through the window of Betty's neighbor's house, followed by blood-curdling screams. The chaos continues as this werewolf tears the village apart from the inside. Betty tries to make a run at the werewolf, thinking she may be able to talk her nephew down, but as she approaches, 
Ike swings a heavy paw at her, striking her near the temple. As Betty falls to the ground, her eyes close, her vision fades, and so does yours. Suddenly, bright light pierces your retinas as Betty, Betty's eyes shoot open. Quickly, she wishes that she had kept them shut. The ground around her is littered with bodies. Betty leaps from the ground, running directly to her house, holding her head along the way. Inside, she finds her, finds her house destroyed. The bed that Ike was laying on cracked in half, her living room torn to pieces, but most importantly, she finds her sister crumpled in the corner. Betty sprints to her sister, relieved that she is still alive. Betty nurses her sister's wounds and sends a raven to a larger village carrying a message for help. Half a day passes, but nearly ten beast hunters, three doctors, and other concerned townspeople arrive with carriages filled with supplies. The doctors help to tend to the wounded, the beast hunters secure the area, and the townspeople begin to clean up and bury the dead. Betty, devastated by the event, tells her sister she must seek more power if she wishes to bring Ike back and help the rest of the people in the village. Betty prepares a pack with a week's worth of supplies and heads north, out of town, towards the rumored remains of the Joyful Jester Temple. Betty arrives in the area of the rumored temple within three days, taking shelter in villages as darkness sets, carefully avoiding being caught in the forest at night. On the fourth day, Betty sets off into the wilderness to find the temple. As she stumbles into the dilapidated ruins of a concrete building, she is immediately met with laughter. A hysterical laughter booms in Betty's skull, immediately followed with a jovial, Ha ha ha! How can I help you, young one? Betty explains the state of her village and her nephew specifically. The joyful jester responds, I can give you the power you need, the power you crave. Betty leaves the ruins, immediately heading south, leaving her village behind. She has a nagging feeling that she had come here for some reason, but she cannot seem to remember what. As most deals with gods go, there's always a catch. No servant of the joyful jester can be sad. So the jester gave Betty the power to save her nephew but not without taking the horrific memories of the last four days. While Betty believes that her abilities were true magic given to her, watching the scene, you realize that she was momentarily knocked out, allowing the jester to insert an implant into the base of her skull. One would assume that this is how the joyful jester was able to block the past four days and give her enhanced healing like few in this world can manage. Betty continues through the forest, aimlessly going from village to village, putting her healing abilities to use until she eventually meets her furry companion, dragging him along as she embarks on a mission to help others and spread her infectious joy. Betty's joy and carelessness surely would have been the end of her had it not been for her traveling companion who watched over her fiercely as they traveled south, making their way into the second land. The visions ends and, they, and you guys are standing back on the ship. The wind blows, and a part of the key hanging from a rope on the sail falls down, swinging in front of the party. Betty immediately tries to deflect. <laughs> oh, that was wild! You got one of you guys mind grabbing that key? Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. Oh, thanks. Galmar grabs it. Oh, Freaking <laughs> werewolves, am I right? Uh -huh. Is the order um, 
What was you, know, the, you, don't, you don't have to talk about anything, but it's okay. What was the temple? Was that the Jester temple? Joyful, Joyful Jester. Jester. Okay, yep. I just want to make sure. You don't have to Betty, but Kaza offered it to me, so if you're ready to talk, I'm around. Yeah, totally. <laughs> She's kind of like looking down, kicking rocks. <laughs> so, so, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, in theory, Betty should not, like, she should play it off like that never happened because she can't be sad, right? The joyful jester blocked those four days from her memory. Now that she has seen them again, she is aware of them. Okay, okay, I, I wasn't sure if, like, the chip would, like, re... No, I'm, like, rubbing the back of his head. It's not retroactive. Betty's gonna be fucked up. Well, Betty, <laughs> we could... Yeah, uh, that's an understatement. We, <laughs> could, <laughs> we could cut that chip out, but it might affect your healing. <laughs> We'll revisit the topic. I don't think we should do the cutting. <laughs> I think somebody a bit more experienced, maybe for uh, I'm specific. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a surgeon. Cutting. I'm not a. I'm not a surgeon either. I'm pretty experienced. I've done surgery on a. Okay, no, I, I especially do not want Kavi anywhere. Well, near let's just play me, meeny, miny, mo, and whoever wins can cut it out. I Listen, I I flawlessly skin, you know, our good bear companion and made a sick ass cape out of it. I think I have a <laughs> Go for it. Do it. DM's going to go ahead and interject here for just a minute. <laughs> um, His hand's shaking oh. at the base of my skull. <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry, Betty. I got you. If you would like to significantly nerf your healer, you can do that. But remember, there is no true magic in this world. So everything that any magic you have comes from some sort of a cybernetic enhancement. So right. she will not back be to able level to one. heal if you cut that out. <laughs> Just pulling it out there, you do what you level want. Zero, but... NPC. And she also wouldn't really gain anything because she now has that memory back again. It's just right, uh, exactly. watching yeah, it rather than. Yeah. So just before we get carried away here, <laughs> that, that would be interesting. Hold on for a little bit. <laughs> that would be on par for six feet under to nerf the healer after we didn't even have one for the longest time. <laughs> yeah. And for nothing, really. So and for I, no I, reason I to do it. Yeah. I usually let you guys did. do whatever you want, yeah. but. Uh, <laughs> That's we'll a Trevor. Now we're gonna. Yeah, let's I think let's cut it out. Let's do it. Yeah. I think if it came down to a vote, I don't think we would have let uh, anyone. No, I was scared you might. So uh, <laughs> I don't think we. Would. I, I know better. I was uh, only I, messing with I, you. I wanted, I wanted to offer for prosperity. I, 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 I do appreciate you. You're just scared. Utmost. I do appreciate your utmost. Yeah, trust whatever. I'm scared yeah. for you. <laughs> I pull out a knife and say, "Let's do this." <laughs> no, you don't get that gut. <laughs> and you can't sail a ship. So, I don't <laughs> Betty is encouraging it. She's like, okay, so. "Come on, do it. Try." <laughs> do you want to hold on to this key, Betty? Or yeah, yeah. Uh, pass around over. Okay. I'll, I'll grab it and hand it to. Thanks. I already me. grabbed it, but yeah. Oh, well, so I, whatever. Well, I I very slight of handedly yeah, grabbed it from Yalmar's hand. Uh huh. So question, because <laughs> maybe I misunderstood um the video there. Uh, so did Betty go back to the village and heal, or I didn't think so. Okay. Uh. Okay. Oh. Okay, so no, because uh, she had no memory of it. So she right. That that, that was, no that was my that was my thinking. So. Gotcha. Um, 
Yeah. You know, uh, Betty, I guess in the future, maybe we check and see if your people are okay. I mean, yeah. how long has it been? Centuries, I think. I ain't counting on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Why does everybody it's a, a, a tree the... that doubles as a house. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I'm, uh... I'm hardcore deflecting the situation. Yeah, I don't think there's any going back. Yeah, to I'm, that I'm, one. I'm not pushing that. That is her trauma. I will let her have it. Listen, she's 99 and rich. Her sister's her best her, life. Her sister's turned this into a true. banshee just wreaking havoc in the north. <laughs> <laughs> you said you would come! You'd heal us! You can slightly hear Betty under her breath. Magic missile. <laughs> uh, yeah, to the boat and the water. Back to the boat. Back to the boat. Back to the, boat. Back Everyone's to the waterfall. Everyone has their own dark pasts and where where they've came from. It's uh Oh, by the way, I called it. By the way. That's two of us now. I mean Yes, yes, we see. <laughs> <laughs> Kaz is already walking Kaz. away. <laughs> Can't wait to see little how's, kit. How does, how's the, the little away kitten Kaza is probably so cute. Please don't call him that. He gets really upset. No, nothing. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, Galmore. Let's go to the waterfall. Going. Yeah. Ten. Galmore is exhausted. <laughs> yeah, Galmore is... He's, a- he's am I, rowing a lot. Am I getting... I'm, so, no, no advantage this time? Uh, you have advantage on strength, but not dexterity. Okay. Well, on strength, then that's going to be a 15. Okay, 15 will do it. Oof, boys. this turning thing. Can I, can I, Delmar, let me, let me turn. He starts doing donuts in the middle of the ocean. Can I help, Galmar, can I help turn? What, like you think you can do any better? I think I can do a little bit better than than you. I mean, you You have not done very well. No, no, that's not. No, I just, I would like to go to the water. Forget about it. I'm just trying to help. Galmar just like huffs and puffs (laughs) and and gets up. Like, "Eh, let's see if you can do any better, huh, Mister Hotshot? Because apparently Italian now, you know. Because he's going in circles and we're the Feywild. It like creates a whirlpool. Like <laughs> shit, shit. That is a that is a natural a twenty oh for my god. Oh my god. A nat twenty Holy for the shit. You, you, you rode the fuck. Oh, okay, you yeah. the fuck out of this I turned the fuck out of this boat. Yeah, he, you, he is you, rowing and steering while like standing in a Captain Morgan pose, <laughs> looking majestic <laughs> as fuck. Galmar's still sitting here going. Like L for left, right? That's over <laughs> this one. Look at your hand, Galmar. Galmar, you gotta remember it's kind I of have backwards. Hopes. I don't know. It's oh. backwards. He doesn't have rowing. backwards, Galmar. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you guys are now at the waterfall. Who's the waterfall? It's a waterfall. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? You? As I look at the waterfall, what does the quality of the water look like? Mm-hmm. Crystal clear. Perfect. Can nice I, spring water. 
can I take a small drink to water my mushroom? And you know, he's oh, thirsty. Man. He's he has he has been just working out. He's been working out, you know. I feel for him. I, I just want to give him a little right. bit of water to say, hey bud, like I'm still thinking of you. He I'm still trying to make stomach. a connection. I feel like you're kidneys. trying to drown him. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to have the opposite thought. Fuck! (laughs) You trying to drown me now? And then you're drinking ocean water? You know fish poop in here, right? This is spring water leading to the ocean. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, it's cool, it's cool. Okay, yeah, you can can take a drink. Cool, cool. I take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) Everything he fucking sees. Yeah. I'll shoot him like a little side eye. Listen, I don't understand how Galmar hasn't taken a drink after rowing for as Darkuda drinks like water, he explodes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and in the bloody mist, we see another vision. <laughs> I wish I thought of that. <laughs> that would uh, yeah, yeah, you take a drink, and you you kind of feel the little mushroom guy. Kind of, he's slowing down a little bit. His his punches aren't aren't really starting to connect as much, and then he gets a little bit of water in him. It's <laughs> going again. <laughs> the, the, the stomach water. acid! It was doing something. Shit! <laughs> oh, goodness. Alright. So, as you guys are standing at this waterfall, all seems to be normal, but you're starting to get the feeling that it probably isn't. The water. Why are there two? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't fucking worry about it. All right. Why are you questioning nature? <laughs> uh, as you watch this water, this nice clear water that that Darkuda just drank from, you do notice that the water starts to turn black, and the water Very starts to flow harder and harder and harder as it eventually starts to shoot over the edge of the waterfall and engulfs you guys, thrusting you into the ocean yet again, as you just were. As you come up... Again. Y- right? <laughs> as you come up, you, you are actually able to breathe this time. You are able to get your bearings. And as you pull yourself up onto the, the ledge there, you realize that it is no longer the ledge of of that bridge you were standing on, but now it is the 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 porch, essentially, of a tavern. You look inside of the tavern and you see. Oh fuck! My mouse died. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Why do we see this a weird thing to see in a tavern? Is this a, <laughs> yeah. is this a, is this a play? A funeral for a mouse. <laughs> Whose backstory is this? Funeral for a mouse. Just a little. There's just a line of mice so there to right. pay their respects all and everything. They're standing up. They're holding little fedoras out at a mouse. Little motherfuckers and little boxes and everything. Rest in peace, Maurice. <laughs> Not Maurice. <laughs> oh, man. Great time to die there, little mouse. <laughs> he died as he lived, going after another piece of tavern cheese. <laughs> and now his watch has ended. And now his watch has ended. Very good. Very good. 
There's oh, a little sh- funeral pyre. Yes. <laughs> They're burning them in there. <laughs> it's just like a little... It's, it's like a torch. <laughs> it's a little match. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So as you look into the tavern, you don't see a dead little mouse. You instead (laughs) see a teenage minotaur who is getting hauled away from an unconscious orc lying on the ground, face black and blue. As security throws the minotaur out of the door, the minotaur leaps up, immediately swinging on the closest security guard. The second guard grabs his shock stick and pokes the young minotaur in the neck, immediately dropping him to the ground. The two guards gather their composure and drag the unconscious troublemaker to the nearest alley, leaving him exposed to the elements on this cold and rainy night. The minotaur eventually wakes up, just as angry as he was when he unwillingly went to sleep. A soft voice calls out, Easy, young one. The only one around here is me, and I have no intention to fight. The Minotaur looks over to see a man sitting on a ruined chair. A red robe covers his body, and his eyes are slightly obscured by an oversized hood. Shouldn't you be home? the man says. The Minotaur quickly and aggressively responds, I have no home. The man responds, Do you have a family? The Minotaur simply gives a snort. The man calmly responds yet again, You know, I have a family. A family that grows daily. A family of every race, age, and gender. A family who looks after each other and would never let another sleep in an alley. A family who could use skills like yours. He says, pointing at the Minotaur's bloody knuckles. He continues, If you have any interest, you should make the trip to the monastery. Father Paldina would be more than happy for you to join us. Mios Mesos bless you. As he walks away, he drops a card onto the Minotaur's lap that has nothing but an address on it. Upon hearing Mesos Mesos bless you, the young Minotaur's head rings. Anger settles in, but he cannot remember why. He shakes it off, stands up from the puddle he has been laying in, and walks back toward the tavern he was removed from the night before. Upon walking into the tavern, the owner looks toward his direction. No, Galmar, I'm warning you. Get the fuck out. I understand you're having a hard time since your parents passed, but you can't be running off my customers by beating their face through the back of their head. Galmar looks angry, but realizing this is the only semblance of family he has left, walks out the door and begins walking towards the outskirts of town, clutching the card in his hand. He approaches the address from the card. The same man in red walks out to greet him, taking him inside the building to meet Father Paldinia and the rest of the family. Inside the building is mostly bare walls, all but two walls. On the far wall of the main room is a painting. The painting spans the entire wall, hastily drawn as if finger-painted, with the deepest red paint you have ever seen, resembling blood in a very unsettling way. The painting appears to be of someone but the sporadic lines make it hard to tell exactly. On the wall to the right of the painting is writing, writing done in the exact same paint. The writing appears to be names. Each letter of each name has dripped when it was applied, creating an eerie effect. Galmar asks about the wall, but the man in red, who finally introduces himself as Bala, hurriedly tells Galmar that all will be revealed in time, rushing him 
into the next room. As Galmar is all but pushed into this next room, he notices another figure dressed in red, using a bucket of deep red liquid to paint more names on the wall. He stalls just long enough to recognize the names on the wall. Tursar and Mira, the names of his late parents. Time speeds up as you watch the inner workings of this building. Very few people move in and out of the temple, and Galmar never leaves for what you would guess was nearly five years. You see Galmar hooked up to machines that attach to his head, frequent training and discipline as if he ever falls out of line. Father Paldinia holds a sermon once a day, preaching in the name of Mios Mesos. Red liquid is frequently used to paint the, fam- the family's faces as chants ring through the large room. Over the rapid five years you watch, Galmar changes. Physically, he grows larger, stronger. He is augmented to have two extra arms that extend from his back violently enough to damage anything near him. Mentally, he becomes cold and brash. The troublemaker that entered this temple has now become something far more troublesome than a lost and rowdy teenager. Simply by watching Galmar train with the family, you see bloodlust. You see the desire to create war paint of his own. Time slows again. Both Bala and Father Paldinia approach Galmar during training. You are ready, my son. Mios Mesos requires you to seek your own war paint. You must bathe in the blood of your enemies. Bathe in the blood of those who do not accept our doctrine. You will go to the Temple of the Way. You will infiltrate their teachings, and you will convert them. If they will not be converted, Mios Mesos will give you the strength to send them to him. Galmar nods and leaves the temple without a word. He infiltrates the Temple of the Way with the intention of serving his god. Little did he know the strength of those that follow the way. Galmar is detained within moments of throwing his first punch, bloodying a young dwarf. Galmar is jumped, muzzled, beaten senseless, and then hooded, only to be dropped off, still hooded and bound, just outside of the second land. The vision ends, and everything that just happened to you happens in reverse. You are pulled up by the black water and set right back on top of the bridge as if nothing had ever happened. Thank God I drank that water before it turned black. Black in your stomach. Maybe that's why it started punching you again. <laughs> the the waterfall does spit over yet another fraction of a key, and it lands on the ground just in front of you. Galmar bends down and picks it up. That was a little. I'm getting tired back. of getting wet. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> a little nauseous. Uh, you know, Can't. it's a lot of throwing me around while a whiplash. You know. Oh, I'd I have to drown me, dear. You're okay. <laughs> I am definitely going to have to re-listen to the podcast to get these stories straight. I can put all these stories somewhere for you guys. Don't worry. No, sure. okay. okay. I mean, we have a podcast that we can listen to. But you can yeah. also listen to <laughs> subscribe. it. Yeah. We'll give, we'll, yeah. Like, subscribe! <laughs> Hit that bell notification <laughs> icon. Like button. <laughs> and follow us on Twitter. One <laughs> <laughs> lucky winner will get to meet Betty in person. <laughs> Damn. 
damn son where'd you <laughs> oh you ain't no back to Trouble the boat child, huh galmar galmar uh, you want to talk about this like i mean what is there to talk about I didn't realize purgatory was going to be a therapy session. Neither did I. <laughs> Can we quit the trauma bonding here? I mean, honestly, out of all the stories I've seen so far, I'm not surprised with Galmar's. Galmar's is pretty oh, I'm not surprised right, as I'd expect it to be. I don't... Betty threw me I don't know bit. whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. What do you mean, Betty? I haven't been in anything. <laughs> Wait, hold on. No, no, Galmar, it's not a... I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think it was... I mean, that's kind of what you've... Uh, you've been about all along, so to speak. I mean, in a good way. Like, you're very devoted. Yeah, you've kept true to your morals. Morals? Oh, that's standards. For one. Really, I don't know if that's exactly the term, <laughs> but yes, let's go with it. It's a bit I, of for gray one, area. feel so much closer <laughs> it's a, to yeah, it's my great. It's, yeah, I don't know what the word is. <laughs> I mean, I definitely with you, Dargus. I mean, I definitely feel a little bit uh, like I uh, understand a few of you a bit more, but uh, you know, <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's a little uh, intimidating, you know. Uh, I'm not yeah. sure. I, I like all of our stories being exposed as they are. Yeah, I'm worried like, to see mine pop up. You really yeah. have to talk about this, Betty. It's okay. Uh, it's not good to press it. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll totally to share once it. we see mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an open book, boys. You know this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should totally move on. <laughs> I I wish I knew what to say to help you, because uh, you you definitely need need it. Yeah, that one you were in there. I, I was. That I was wild. I don't, that was yours. <laughs> I don't know. If I'm, wor- I'm worried right about now. you, boys. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Betty. Let's just let's let's keep. Betty going. might just need back in the boat. on it for a little bit. Let's go. Let's yeah. get back in the boat and move on. Yeah, we we yeah. we can we can process this and talk about it. Later. I start counting out my pills for the day. <laughs> <laughs> that time. Do I still get a advantage on strength? No, you're done rowing. You're tired. <laughs> you're done rowing. <laughs> I still haven't even used my extra arm. I don't know if we need the I, extra I, I, arms. I, I mean, I, unless the extra arms can yeah. turn better than the rest of you. I, 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 can, I can roll. I think I got I the can, hang of it this time. I, I, don't you I, I, worry. I'm try. pretty sure I got this down. Galmar still has advantage on strength, but not okay. advantage on dexterity. Right. Okay. So that's a 17 on strength then. So he's we're like, moving. He's rolled two ones. I think he should get disadvantage on dexterity. <laughs> 11, on, 11 on dex. Eleven's okay. not gonna do it. No. Damn no. it but was almost a nat twenty, and then it barely rolled at the last he, minute. He is doing better though. Like, he is I'm doing getting, better. The hang of it. Shoes and hand grenades. I was paying more attention <laughs> that second time. I was so but, close, uh, Let me give you a so, hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, you go ahead. I still, I still don't. 
Oh, that was bullshit. <laughs> well, you're just as clueless as me. What are you fucking doing? Let, let, no, well, let, let yeah, Darren. why are you why are you acting like you know what you're doing? Let, let Darren handle the role. You know, returning. I just I, I really just wanted to give it Fine, a try. Go ahead, Darren. I've never even lived near water. That's a I'm natural just... one. Darren forgot okay. how to roll. You <laughs> totally don't know what you're doing either. Revali just I... takes off and flies back. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I want to push Darren into the water with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not. Hey, hey, hey. Let's not. I just start swimming to shore. <laughs> we just have no. Like, we're just going in circles. <laughs> <laughs> we have no chance yeah. of getting back. Betty puts a hole in the boat and then. Slowly... <laughs> 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 it's just slowly taking on water as we're doing donuts. <laughs> I I'll pilot the boat again. I believe in you, Kavi. Seventeen. Yes. Kavi yes. nice. writes the boat as you know. You guys were spinning fast enough that you almost were tipping it because you're all <laughs> trying to push towards the same oar to to lead to lead yourself back to the dock here. Um, but Kavi is able to squeeze in there and uh, get you guys back to. I've never even been on a boat. <laughs> Beginner's luck seems to go around. Ask Darren. What about you? It was really cool the first time. wasn't really cool the second. How successfully do we park this boat? I feel like I just jump off. Like as soon as I see the dock, it's just like here we go. Yeah, as soon as well, been I'm expecting, distance, I'm expecting Betty to yeah, literally punch a bunch of holes in it as soon as we, we get off of it. As every ship <laughs> sank. we we hop off the boat, but of course, none of us being boat people none of us tie it off so we just, <laughs> we just hop out it's just yeah, just we'll just sure between the dock is just yeah, every person that jumps out. off it slowly like <laughs> like floats further and further from the dock yeah, exactly. as you guys the last person gets out the light it just starts going yeah as it starts to kind of drift away it goes Bye guys. Hope you find what you need. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit the boat is talking what yeah we could you didn't have asked say anything. To, we could have asked he it didn't, to, He didn't want to say anything. We were sitting us. on its face. You hear what? Betty yell, I've never let hey, a shit you know, know, that was that was <laughs> Now I know what we were grabbing uh, and fighting over. No wonder why he was pretty quiet. The talking boat, I just think of One Piece. The going Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Mary! Ravali's <laughs> just leaning up against one of the one of the posts, just like what took you guys so long? Because <laughs> he just flew away. Yeah, after the third person, I, I tried to I tried to turn it again, and I don't I I for, I forgot how to do all that. So even though I've to. even though I've proven my adeptness twice, uh, Galmar insisted on taking the oars once more. Uh, okay. <laughs> I yes. can see where and, uh, and look at him. Who am I to deny Yalmar? You are coffee. Just some flightless bird. Okay, that's a little hurtful. <laughs> 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 um, where to next? Um, uh, whatever you come across. Definitely not the tree that doubles as a house. I heard there's Wait, a no, tree that doubles as a house. You should definitely go to the tree, tree that doubles as a house. See, you hear Virgil, he's yelling again. Let's stop and see the bartender again. (laughs) Do I see him, like, yelling out the window, like, facing the dock? Do I see these uh, Black Order, Black Circle people standing? Wait, what? Are they back? I, uh, 
That's a fantastic <laughs> question, fellas. Bros. It appears they're gone again. <laughs> <laughs> Dark, darkness, that kind of the... What <laughs> a boat ride. That <laughs> I am trying to get myself out. You ignore Wait me. a minute. Where are you guys going? I gotta tell you how Where... fucked up you all are. Over some... Oh, I'm through the floorboard. Time out. <laughs> Oh, shit. <laughs> that happened to me earlier, B. Oh, Doesn't it suck, huh? Yeah, no, it's my trickery. It's my deep no fucking trickery. Oh. I've been Struggling there the entire there a time. Bit. You guys didn't suspect a thing. Wait, you've been right. on the dock the whole time? You know, nah, I've been on the boat. I'm crazy. <laughs> Wait, were you the one talking? You're a weirdo. Hold on. Is the boat sentient? Do we know? Is it? Was that B. Bros? Was that the boat? Was Bodie McBoatface sentient? <laughs> oh, I, th- I, th- I think the boat was sent Don't in, and now it, it looks like it's kind of just drifting away, guys. Can we add him to the party? <laughs> <laughs> Can we add him to the He has to eat a mushroom. You're the, you're the only one. one. Not a requirement. <laughs> you're the only requirement. one. We're not, we're, not, we're not hazing people into eating mushrooms. <laughs> he wants to join. He has to eat a mushroom. I'm the sure mushroom you just got to pay the membership fee. Right now. Some yeah, wild point, shit is happening. If you want to join our company, you have yeah. to pay uh, some money to... Yeah, pay the troll dole. I believe it was yeah. 75 <laughs> gold, actually. Yes. yes. To, to each, uh, to each member. To each member to buy... One percent shares in the company. You guys want me to pay you, me and my brother wherever he is. I don't know where he is. He's, Wait, he's, you mean he's not with you? Twenty-four. Yeah, nice. Logoth. We lost Logoth. We got into a fight with a blood hag somewhere in town, and then we ended up on this boat. But we used our. Tri- yeah, you just go with it. You said what? What you can oh, do yeah. fight with? A blood hag. And where Are was common around these places, these parts? Or my memory's foggy. I don't know. I think the blood what? hag was a part of me getting to where I'm at now. I am fucked up. Hey, Fly Guy, do you have a cigarette by chance? Or did we take all your cigarettes? Uh, you took them all. We took them all. Oh, and Slogoth, who is not here anymore. I will get back and touch my brother. But we've been on the boat. And your flashbacks are... Wild. That's what. Yeah, I those mean. two flashbacks were pretty fucked up. <laughs> Ready? You know what? I know we got off on the wrong foot, but uh, if you need to talk, if you need to talk, Dark Uda, as all of this is happening with your twenty-four perception check, you look up for some unknown reason. You just felt like there was something near you. You look up, and there's three mushrooms, all with rocks that look large to them, and they're throwing <laughs> them down at you. And you're able to sidestep out of the way. Hey, Dark Hoody, what did you do to those mushroom people? They tried, they tried to act. I I think they're mad that I didn't choose them. But if they'd come down here, I'll choose them. But I think you're eating them, you said, I right? That's, I think that's a bad idea. Eat, choose. I mean, we're all one family. I also uh, do need a constitution saving throw. Yes, this yes, time. yes. Yeah. You know, you, you, made it, you made it look appetizing at first. But 22. Now okay. it's starting to seem like this whole Nothing mushroom happened. thing is uh, <laughs> not worth you, it. You I'm glad I didn't eat one. That the rumbling in your stomach has slowed, but I, nothing, I like nothing happens. 
I rub it and say, just accept it. We are going to be to be <laughs> one. We are together in this. Can I cast shield on the mushroom in his belly? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you have to see the creature? I think you have to see uh, for shield, but <laughs> I do like it. I can erase that. I'm ha- uh, <laughs> it just says a, pre- it says a creature of choice within range. It just oh, says, yes, you I don't can have to see shield. it. I cast shield on the mushroom. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I got you, Dark Huda. I know you guys are really bonding in there. As as shield is cast on this mushroom, you feel him start violently punching inside of you again. I need another constitution saving throw. Man, Dark Hootie, you got the bubble guts, buddy. 21. Okay. All right. Your your stomach lining is strong enough to resist the the pain. You're welcome for the strength training. Little buddy, you are doing so good. My abs are going to look great after <laughs> yeah, reverse abs. <laughs> I don't. Betty's 60 minute abs. Oh, shit. You bet Betty's 16 minute abs? <laughs> I'm going to take workout if that's from anyone. It's going to be Betty. Look at her. Oh, uh, I mean, well, before true. we leave, we should decide where we're Betty. going. Yeah. Um, yeah where do we I, I think go? we should go to the tree. It seems the most efficient. The tree yeah, that, does anyone else know there's a giant, giant tree over there? No, it kind of looks like it not, might double as a house. We should it's go It's not a tree house. It's a tree that doubles a as a house. It's a, it's a, a tree house, yes. Tree no, 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 different. Yes. Remember, Virgil said it's not tree a tree house. house. I, hey, wait uh, up. I yell at the bar. Virgil, was it a tree house or a house that doubles as a tree? I have to say, I am glad everybody is walking now that they know how with the arrow (laughs) keys. Oh, I forgot. I didn't know how until Steve's campaign. (laughs) Wait for your little buddies from the black circle. Me and Grimlock. We don't know where our brother is. Run, run, cousin. Wait, we just want to talk. Let's go. Wait, we just want to talk. I think I remember how I got to the Feywilds. I think I remember. Wait. Goddamn cigarettes. Wait. That's just an excuse. You hear me all yell back at him. Why are we sprinting? That's just an excuse. Why are you running? Why are you running? Why are you running? Why? That's all Why the same running? place. Oh my god. Bastards. See, it's not really a tree house. Like, it's more of a tree that doubles as a house. This is uh, what you call tree house. I would say it's more <laughs> of a tree that doubles as a house. Or is it a house that doubles as a tree? No, it's definitely a house that doubles as a, house that house doubles oh, as a tree. You know what? This is a tree hey, first, house burn second. It down. Wait, no, Betty. No, I'm no, starting to really be. like Betty. No, Magic missile. <laughs> Magic <laughs> missile. Magic gasoline and lighter. <laughs> <laughs> Magic arson charges. I saw some spiritual weapon propane <laughs> tank. Rivali starts playing with his lighter. <laughs> Light this baby up. Um, I just watched somebody fall off the tree. <laughs> I think that was me because I don't know where I am. Oh god! Oh god! Oh fuck! Yeah, I, I don't. Damn, I it's interesting getting up you. with the arrow keys. Yeah, I'm trying to climb it with the arrow keys. <laughs> Thank. You. Can we slow down, guys? Is beautiful up there. It is quite pretty. Definitely uh, a tree that behind Kaza. 
and push him, but like grab him last second. Ha ha, saved your life. Right, it is a tree that doubles as a house. You're very funny. You're very funny. I thought you guys like it'd be so funny if I did this and I act like I'm gonna like toss her over my shoulder. Like, ah, funny, funny. It's always funny until someone gets hurt, Kaza. And then it's hilarious. Yeah, I can't believe. And then it's even funnier. This is really cool, though. Yeah. This okay. Is a... Okay. This is definitely a tree that doubles as a house. Okay. I, no, I, this I, is a this house is... that doubles as a tree. You guys. No, you're gonna upset Virgil with that. Who? He's not around. One of the best I, you know, houses I've ever been. I, I don't know if I'd say that. I think he sky. might. I think he might it's be able to show up whenever. I can only get halfway up. <laughs> my character just floated out of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know what I'm doing it. wrong. Doing my best. Boy, I'm gonna have be... to respawn all of you because you're yeah, gonna be lost, stuck in this house. I lost my gear. <laughs> I this, see this, this is the arc. We're all just stuck in the house that doubles as a tree. <laughs> this is just where we literal hell, stuck in a tree with the this gnome. Is... <laughs> yeah, seven choices. We chose the wrong one. Hey, don't worry, guys. It's me though, and I am here to hang out with y'all. Yeah, we liked it better when you weren't. And oh, here you go again. Mesos <laughs> Mesos guy. Actually, the guy me, with the blood ask, of his enemies. You, uh, DM, has it been an hour? Yes. Okay. So the effects of the spell are off. <laughs> of charm? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I will say that they wore off as you get to the top of this tree. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to throw them off. Where is that brother <laughs> your slow slow goth beat You know, I don't know. We got on the boat, right? Mm-hmm. And him, I got my other brother, Grivlock. So he's he he's doing it. He's he's special. He's got problems and he doesn't like to talk a lot. Okay. Okay. So he's just hanging out somewhere. I don't even know. He's using his little trickery right now to go hang out in the tree or something. Yeah. I'm I'm just with you guys. I'm trying to mend the wounds that I may have caused on our first interaction while I was acting like a prick. When you see that brother of yours. Yes. uh, uh, Cigarettes. I I could use a couple more cigarettes, please. If you, uh, or at least all of them back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you see, here, here's the main here's the main issue. All of them that weren't smoked. Here's the main. Okay, so well, there's the problem. We have a thing called addiction issues. <laughs> we do things to excess. I have heard of this. Yes, addiction. Your cigarettes. You're gonna have to take it up, with my brother. I didn't. I, do, I had no part of this pill shit. Collection. All right. Uh, Fair enough. Slogoth gave him to me. There he is. He's talking. Wait, you have the smokes? Oh, they're gone. They've been gone. I smoked them all. That's what I've been doing. <sighs> I slapped my brother. I slapped Grivlock upside the head and I go, Grivlock! I smack him too. Oh, this yeah, is stressing Betty, me out, guys. <laughs> <sighs> you know, while I was acting like a prick, though, how did you guys end up in the Fey Wilds? I don't know. We told you. Yeah, nope, we have no idea. We were fighting a blood hag. I'm definitely winning. I Yeah, most certainly (laughs) winning. 
<laughs> I was uh I we were winning, I suppose, and uh I did it me with no one's help at all, killed <laughs> and uh I did mo I did I did most of the work, but um This non flying bird is hysterical right now. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to the non flying bird, the flying bird. Yes, yes, I'm listening to you, yes. Uh the uh yes, and then like there was a big flash and then suddenly we were falling onto a bunch of mushrooms uh in this weird ass place. Uh I, they didn't like that. I have no idea of what ha- what the fuck happened. So I, you know what's absolutely totally wacky. I bet you're going to tell me. I'm definitely gonna t- I like this guy. <laughs> a lot. His thing he's got. I love him. We were fighting a blood hag, me and my brothers. Next minute, boom. Flashlight. In a field in the Fey Wilds. And then a couple assholes, I mean friends, also fall. And we were meant to party and go forward together. If you'll have us. Time out, we both did fight Bloodhag. <laughs> I I'm surprised with that because I I mean, no offense, but you don't necessarily seem that capable. Then that's yeah, fine. I bet that you, you got your that. ass kicked. I bet you got your Yeah, where are you guys at as well? <laughs> we were doing fine. Like I said, I was doing most of the work. I thought the non flying bird was doing most of the work. I was. Ah, Can I perform a deception point. check? You absolutely can. <laughs> Wait, does that mean I have to perform a deception check? I, yeah, I think at this point it's contested deception checks. 22. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I have to roll a nat 20 to beat that. <laughs> do it. Do it, do it, do it. A 21! Oh my god! god. god. <laughs> wow. God fucking damn <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, a 19. Oh. Damn. Oh, Alright. Well, Kavi you tells a more convincing believe. story. <laughs> I think the the non flying bird was kicking its ass. I have never they seen were both wrong. It was me, the Minotaur, that was whooping him ass. I thought it was faceless Darren. Red Skull. Whoa, Red Skull. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about Red Skull over there. As I like He's glance like over and just kind of snicker quietly, like, oh, that, was, like that was face. so good. <laughs> It makes me really self-conscious. <laughs> you think it's ever going to grow back the same, buddy? I don't know what's going to happen to it, man. It's really pretty wild, bud. Yeah, you could call it that. You guys He's are saying this now. as he looks at you, and your face looks perfectly fine right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make him self-conscious. I've been worrying about it all day. I thought I thought Virgil was making fun of me when I met him. He said something about faces. It made me weird. <laughs> Does it look okay right now? Let me look. Yes, very much. Where you at? Looking good, buddy. Kind of cringing in the Thank back. Can I cause a roll? It's seven check. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, hey, <laughs> Come on, don't be like that. Um, shit. Okay. 
So we're this the, is a tree house. The, we're at the tree that doubles as a house. Yes. No, tree house. Whatever. It's a tree that doubles as a house. <laughs> Where is he? Here, I'm just <laughs> way <laughs> off in the distance. Is he He's hooked a Bluetooth speaker onto one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the up there in the tree that doubles as a house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> intercom speakers is just on repeat. <laughs> I think that's what they call a ring camera up there in someone's house. <laughs> uh, as you guys are standing inside of the top of this tree, you have a, a very pleasant view over everything that you have traveled to and the things that you may travel to in the future uh, but you do hear a banging sound a sound that the that, of time don't worry about it a sound that seems to <laughs> reverberate throughout the entire tree the tree shakes as the banging continues after a brief moment you hear a voice timber the tree falls to the ground slamming you from wall to wall you squeeze your eyes tightly in an, in an attempt to gather your bearings. As your eyes reopen, you find yourself somewhere else, yet again. Large skyscrapers with trees incorporated into their construction surround a quaint playground nestled into the heart of the city. A group of young Arakakra are flying and playing on a playground. All of the young birds are gleefully screeching, chasing each other around, all but one. A mostly purple Aarakocra with white accents sits on a bench near the edge of the playground. He has a stick, a piece of twine, and a sharp rock that he seems to be trying to construct a bow with. He works on it and works on it, but cannot seem to get everything to form in the way that he wants. He finally bends the stick enough to get the twine to stretch over the notch at the end of the stick that he had formed with the rock. Pleased with himself, the young Arakakra runs over to the nearest tree in an effort to find sticks that would make great arrows, leaving his bow behind. The Arakakra gathers his arrows and heads back to the bench, only to find two of his fellow Arakakra gripping the bow, pulling it back towards themselves as if to try to break it. As he approaches, the bow snaps. The other Arakakra laugh. The purple and white Arakakra does not. Rivali, that stupid bow isn't going to do anything. It's almost as useless as Elder Gale. The kids continue to laugh, beginning to walk away. Rivali feels something he hadn't experienced before. Rivali leaps up into the air, repelling a huge blast of sand from the playground outward. As the, at the peak of his jump, he throws one of the sticks he gathered with pinpoint accuracy, striking the kid who just broke his bow and referred to his father as useless, directly in the center of his back. The stick does not pierce the boy, but the, kid's, the kid drops to the ground, screaming. Rivali stays in the air, flying away as quickly as his wings would carry him, heading in the direction of home. Rivali swoops into his home, running past his father, ducking directly into his bedroom. His father approaches the door with the intention of saying something, but chooses not to, instead retiring to the living room. Elder Gale looks at the family picture set up on the coffee table, desperately missing his late wife, especially in moments like this. She was much better with Raleigh. She succeeded in connecting with her son in a way that Elder Gale was unable to. An hour or so passes and there's a knock at the door. With Raleigh still in his room, Elder Gale answers the door. You hear muffled sounds of a brief conversation. Once the voice is in, 
The door shuts slowly, and Elder Gale returns to his office, clearly disturbed about the conversation. At dinner, Rivali and Elder Gale sit in silence, picking at their food, actively trying to avoid conversation. Elder Gale finally breaks the silence. Rivali, why did you throw a stick at Quoth? Rivali, saddened by his inability to regulate his emotions, tells his father what happened through tears that leak down his eyes and onto his beak. Rivali's father comforts his son. Rivali, it is not your job to defend me. It is my job to defend you. Those boys were simply repeating what their parents said. The Ganon family is pushing down from the desolate reach, trying to change our people's allegiance. They seek to take over our portion of the land, but I will not allow it. The Gale family has controlled this district of Ariad for er, centuries, and we will control it for many more. The son of an elder cannot be acting like this, especially if you want to take my spot one day. I have thought long and hard about what I can do to help you, but I do not believe I can help you on my own. You need structure, structure that I cannot give you without your mother. I think it is best that we send you to the academy. Rivali stands and storms out of the room before his father can even finish. The next day, Elder Gale, holding back tears, sends his son off to the academy despite Rivali's best protests. The academy readies young recruits for eventual entry into the military of Eaglemond. Ariad's academy, in particular, specializes in archery, ranged combat, and military tactics. Their goal is to make the next group of leaders of the Eaglemond army. <clears throat> Time moves quickly, and you see Rivali's attitude change while at the academy. The young Arakakra quickly rose to the top of his class with a he was an expert ranger and tactician. What he once thought was a punishment, Rivali now realized was a gift from his father. Rivali trained rigorously and studied harder than anyone. He knew that if he was to become the elder of the district of Ridoville, he needed to earn it outside of just his birthright. Time shifts again. You now see a much more mature, some might even say prideful, Rivali leaving the academy and heading towards the major military base housed within the capital of Ariad. He is accepted with honors, rapidly raising through the ranks until he finally receives his own unit to command, stationed near his home in Ridoville. Rivali leads his unit on countless successful missions throughout the next few years, some even carried out by himself, earning him the nickname The Falcon. He earned the respect not only of his military brothers and sisters, but the respect of the neighboring tribes and even some of the gangs throughout the city. Rivali had become a hero within Eaglemond, but then the Ganons attacked. The Ganons initially began their conquest south through, through political and social means, attempting to persuade the people of Ridoville and Ariad as a whole. The Ariad government resisted despite the handful of districts that chose to turn coat, holding steadfast to the belief that an outsider would never lead any portion of Eaglemond. The proud Air Cochran government pushed back against the Ganons, not realizing what sort of bees' nest they were kicking. The Ganons pushed back, but this time with force, incrementally taking more and more of the districts north of Ridoville. Rivali was tasked by the Eagleman government to strike back, which Rivali was more than happy to do, both in allegiance to his people, but also to his father. Rivali prepared his tactics, informed his troops, and initiated an attack against the Ganon troops that were occupying the district just northwest of his home. 
The battle was going exactly as planned until ballistas armed with ammunition made of hard light appeared on the crest of the mountain to the north. The ballistas rained down hell upon Rivali and his troops for what seemed like a week. Day in and day out, Rivali watched as more and more of his troops lost their lives to the never-ending rain of illuminated spears. Rivali did his best to take out as many enemies as he could, but with each enemy he removed from the battlefield, two more would replace them. Rivali commanded his troops to retreat to the capital and await further command, but little did they know this would be the last order they would receive from him. Rivali's pride was hurt. His heart burned for his fallen comrades. He failed for nearly the first time in his entire life. The rage that consumed him that fateful day as a child began to take over him again. Rivali leapt into the air yet again, but this time he fled. He caught a strong wind heading east and flew towards the second land in search of something, something to help his homeland, something that not even he knew at this time. The vision ends, and you guys are standing on top of the tree. A vine extends down, holding yet another piece of the key. Uh, Ravali, I think that one's yours. Yes, very much so, sir. I guess you'll leap off the tree and kind of circle slowly downwards and snatch snatch the key on his way by and then land at the base. Is he always this cool? I don't even like every movie he does has been, been badass recently. You guys been noticed that for a while. I don't know. I saw that dream where he failed for the first time ever. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was uh, intense. Daddy issues with ready. your pops, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah, daddy issues. Yeah, buddy. That was something to see, but pretty cool guy. Thank you for the smokes. No problem. Good guy. Well, all right. Then. I should quit them anyway. No, yeah, not, not, not not with no, dad issues like that. You shouldn't. No, no, don't don't well, listen to him. He's encouraging a bad habit. Don't listen to B Bros. I think I saw him fall off the tree earlier. <laughs> you were oh, you saw that? <laughs> yeah, bro. I the, saw tree, the tree that doubles as a house is very hard to maneuver. It was there. it was kind of uh, yeah, a little unsteady there for a minute. Yeah. So I don't I don't blame you. Not shaking and climbing with my small legs. You know, I saw. They're a they're a crutch, Eric. Uh, you come from a strong avian species. You need you don't need them. <laughs> just see Betty drop out of fucking. I was just trying uh, to get everybody out of the tree. Yeah, I can't. I've been, I don't, I don't I've been lost for so long. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. There goes I, Darren, I, I got I, him. I, I, I got up there and then I'm like, mm, it's really tight in here. I'm just going to make my way down. <laughs> my character is where Gaza is and I don't know where Galmar is. Galmar is on the ground. I found me. I'm at the front. Oh, they're here. He's very silent. I was. Yeah, I don't know how I got there, but. Um. So yeah, I I mean compared to your my 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 companions, your your guys' upbringings, I I have nothing to complain about. You but should I, not compare your pain. Pain is pain. Everyone has their own demons. Precisely. 
I can't I imagine mean, mine will be very bad. <laughs> Betty, I hope one day that the, 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 the denial will go away. I love this denial. Uh, <laughs> it's perfect. It's pure denial. As I walk past, I just kind of, you know, you'll have plenty of time in the future to correct past wrongs. Have you that, that I, I cast watch, guidance watch on the mushroom in his belly? I mean, if it's touching it's uh, Darkuda's belly, I suppose you could will the touch spell to touch another. <laughs> An interior being. An interior being? <laughs> like, that, that does that mean guidance that like, hits both of us then? <laughs> I suppose, yeah. <laughs> but he just wants to watch you and the mushroom duke it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it does not. It's only one willing creature. Ah. If she said the mushroom, it's just the mushroom. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah, cool. but, but 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 but, but hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> but it's my Oh, I guess standard. you do have to touch. Yeah, uh, so, right. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, and I mean right how does the mushroom know that it's not me, and so of course it's not going to be willing to accept oh, anything. Well, I mean, I could. You ate it. It didn't try to eat you. <laughs> I do like Jake's psychology play here, though. I like, could the, do the mushroom would know the difference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which fair? Uh, you guys are what, slow. What? Dar- Darkuda, <laughs> go ahead and give me one another Constitution saving throw. <laughs> I can Talk do this all day, years. baby. I can do this all day, baby. Flex oh, Friday. Nice. What was it? Uh, it is 22. Thursday. It is, okay. it is Thursday yep. here. Not, it, not if you're in Japan. Who? <laughs> it is none of us. What is Japan? <laughs> you you don't, don't know, know how I set my time zone on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> Hard difficulty. It's like one of those influencer posts. I set my clock on my PC at day four because I'm always ahead of everyone else. (laughs) I'm ahead of the grind. I'm done. No. You just you just hear me in the background. (laughs) Where are we going next? All you gotta do is have a million dollars and you can make a million more. (laughs) Man, it's a lot easier to make a million in an hour than it is in a day. And it's easier to make a million in a minute. It's like, what the fuck? You ever seen one of the guys goes, I separate my days by six hour days, so I get four days in the span of one day. (laughs) I get 21 days in a week. It's like, wait, what the fuck? Sir, I have never wanted to punch someone more in my entire life. (laughs) already. guys are walking over the mushrooms. Yeah, we got to walk actually going to purposely walk onto the mushrooms. And then take the path. Don't make me pull up stats for an army of mushrooms, please. <laughs> Magic <laughs> missile. <laughs> Magic missile. You must fight 100 mushrooms. I'll chew the next one, I swear. <laughs> we get into battle, they're gonna just starts eating them. Doesn't even try to kill them. <laughs> just him. starts chowing. I heard they're better if they are cooked. Dark Kuda, I need a perception check. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so, so perceptive. 17? 17? 17? You're good. You see 
you see almost like guerrilla warfare. A patch <laughs> of grass gets pushed to the side and a mushroom pops out of it with a bow and arrow ready to fire at you. And as he sees you, he just kind of slinks back into the hole, pulls the grass back over. <laughs> 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 He's got like, like a camo blanket. Do I have time to like <laughs> scoop him down and pick him up? Uh, give me an athletics check. Oh no! Oh, oh <laughs> uh, you should be all right. Yeah, six. Yeah, no, no, you don't. He's fast as fuck. Boy. He's like a mole. <laughs> he fucking goes down in that hole, Break and you down. remove the grass, and but there's there's no mushroom to be found. He gone. He's gone. Uh, you okay over there, Dokuba? <laughs> oh yeah, you know, Bro, just uh, I've been battling demons this entire time. This uh, You're this battling grass. Demons? This grass is just super soft. You know, try <laughs> try petting it. Try feeling it. Also, we'll pet the grass. Hey, stop! <laughs> <laughs> that is uh. I don't like this. I'm going okay. to <laughs> Rivali starts counting on his on his feathers. Okay, a boat, grass. Yes, Rivali, everything in the Fae Wilds fucking talks. Jesus Christ. Okay, but may- maybe you can answer this for me. Why do the trees bark? <laughs> well, why do the Obvious. flowers uh, turn? Can we... I'm curious, you were here right before we were, but it seems like you know a whole lot more than we do. Well, I mean, wait, he doesn't know. Do you, can you explain <laughs> why the why the trees bark and the flowers chirp, huh? I, uh, B-Bros? I, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know, I, I, I'm way up. I don't see how that answers the question. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea what is going on. Dope, dope. Same boat, same boat. Yeah, well, we don't know either. We figured you know why the trees are. The, my 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 mean tough guy act didn't work. Would you my be son. willing to wear a controlling collar to prove your loyalty to us? <laughs> 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 it's, it's the only way. It's that or you. You wanted to be part of our party. <laughs> that you I said I wanted feet. to follow the party. Just for a little bit. My sailor voice didn't work. I'm pretty depressed about that. Got called out about that immediately. <laughs> Epros, you can check out anytime you like, but you'll never leave. <laughs> As you hear the collar. <laughs> I, 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 what? I don't know if I... What did this bird just say to me? It's a, it's a callback to our Bardcore Hotel California. <laughs> no, that's one of the ones. Oh, is it because I did the Drake thing a minute ago? No. no, no it was a callback to the tavern. <laughs> Oddly, we so, can still hear the music. Island. <laughs> I bet it on repeat the whole session. Ship. <laughs> Tree that doubles as a house. We're at the waterfall. Uh, the village now is, is village. Uh, one of them. I would imagine so. It's very nice. I like the the design of these these houses here. They're very. Somebody burned them down. Betty, I don't uh, think we need to. Don't say magic missile, please. Wait, I'll, I'll knock wait. on the door of one of the the houses. Why do you guys have control collars? Don't ask. No, that's not don't answer our questions. Maybe my failures, so I would rather not be brought up. Uh, I, I just, when you knock on the door, you don't hear a response. 
Is Sorry. can I jiggle the door handle see if it opens? That seems to be locked. Hmm. I, I know you don't want me to say it, but I can magic missile my way in there. <laughs> this this door is locked. The door turns into a reflective mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Could I try this door over here? I don't think it'll make a difference. Let's all split the party and try all the doors. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Can I lockpick the door next to Ravali? It's never a bad idea. You could try to, yeah. I just. Oh, do I have a. Attempt to find the center point of the village. 25. Kind of stand? Jesus. (laughs) 25. You unlock the door. Cool. I will enter the house. You are good. When you pull the door open, behind it is another door. Oh. (laughs) Can I lockpick that door? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be your own. As you you go to lockpick it, it, you hear, "Mm, mm." Um. (laughs) Oh. You should back away. I I rolled a 10. I was distracted. distracted. With the ten, you hear "ow, ah." Hey, I think you put it in the wrong hole, non-fly guy. The non-fly guy. The door was the one moaning. Shit, the door. Okay, no, the door. You put it in the wrong hole of the door, bud. Of course, Kami's gonna blame it on the door. (laughs) The door was moaning. Not his poor ability. Did you just say the door was moaning? Yeah, the door was the one moaning. Hundred percent. I've never lied to you, Gamar. Not that you could prove, anyways. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? You... That's not inspiring any confidence right now. <laughs> hey, no fly zone. Can you try opening it up? Just go soft with it. Mouth? Just soft with it. <laughs> Gotta treat it gently when you try to pick lock it. That door was moaning. I'm not going near it. <laughs> if you want to open it, you, you go. You go. Betty rushed you the door. Definitely the opposite. What are you doing, Betty? <laughs> I'm opening that door. <laughs> the, the door that Kavi just tried to lock yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. It's stick lock. <laughs> what, what, are, what are you doing to it? <laughs> just Why you... opening it. You're just grabbing the handle and trying to open it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah, as, as you grab the handle, it kind of gives a... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like these doors, guys. Yeah, I'm on back a little bit. <laughs> I like this door. Anyway, I'll walk away. Show me what you got. Leave that, leave that door to its business. I think we should not touch doors. Okay, got it. Let okay, everyone down. turn their back. Let Give Betty her space. <laughs> let her flirt with the door. You just hear me whisper. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do, you, do you actually cast magic missile on it? No, no. That's, oh, okay. like a, that's a form of communication for Betty more than anything. It's not always a literal spell. It's an empty threat. <laughs> yeah. It means many things. There's a word for that. Uh, Does anybody want to take so, like a axe to that door? I don't know. I, could try to, gonna... I, could, I mean, I could try to break it open. sentient, so I'm hesitant to... I am yeah, probably the, the like, strongest one here, strength wise. Accent. Wait. Why do you think this? I can cast Paradigm <laughs> on it after we chop it. Kaza chopped just up. peers down. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do an arm wrestle, Kaza? 
I don't give a fuck about your arm wrestling. Okay, I, well. You're talking about pure strength. And uh, I'm just saying, you're a fragile bird. That's as everybody is like trying doors and kind of doing their thing i approach this dude on the shore and say what's your name dude on the shore what? The arm wrestles on hold. <laughs> Are you the what? one moaning? <laughs> <laughs> As you approach, he is. He, you see that he is uh, fishing in this stream here. Um, he kind of turns and looks at you, and he says, uh, "Yes, my name is Orville." Like Red and Parker. Yes, like the popcorn. <laughs> we have popcorn in purgatory. Uh, I like the popcorn. It goes pop, pop, pop. As uh, as I hear this, I kind of turn around and I say, "Guys, this cabin appears to kind of be like the island we were on with the uh, flowers." Maybe oh. we try oh, this right. cabin. That's that's kind of. That that's kind of smart of you, Derkuda. Good, good, good on you. We oh, didn't know we had it in you. Oh, <laughs> you know, and I kind of like whisper. I'd like to take credit, but it's the little guy inside, you know. <laughs> He's got still, like, still trying to make a connection with him, like just. It's him. Just it's slowly trying. becoming like a ratatouille situation here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I try persuasion on the door? I'm still over there to sexy oh, pump my way into getting it open. Oh, to, hell yeah. <laughs> to one on the other side. That you're still at the same door. Okay. I'm still at the same door. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Come on, door. You know who you want to open. Seventeen. Oh yes, I love when you talk to me. No, it swings open. It? Yeah, oh, no inside. As you go inside, <laughs> you walk through the door, and it's very sim- similar to the Hag's house. You get dumped out over here. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Why, oh, I wasn't yes, you, you'll come inside. You have good time. <laughs> Goodbye now. <laughs> Betty, how'd you end up? Betty's hair is clearly messed up. <laughs> Has no recollection Whoa, of what that happened. Door. <laughs> You're not sure where you hear it from, but you do hear the sound of like a, a kiss being blown. Just hear <laughs> a cigarette light up. <laughs> oh, where? <laughs> uh, I knock on this door. He's starting to get the nicotine. Like the nicotine cravings are starting to peak. Like it's like I'm trying to conserve the two I have left. The uh when you knock on the door, you don't hear anything. Try talking to it sexy like. I can try to lockpick it. Try talking to it sexy like I hear. Okay. <laughs> I just go puff myself. Oh, I am yeah. going to pass. On that, and allow somebody who has a <laughs> sexier approach than myself. 
shouldn't be me. I don't have my face. He still doesn't realize it's there. <laughs> <laughs> I get, I'm going to try He's, to walk Yeah, Darren's just come to acceptance. That he's, he's trying not to think about the fact. Okay, I'm not going to try to lock the guy. I'm going to try to bust it down. It's bad to hit. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's not I've, do, I've done worse. We know. We saw. 23. A 23 on a strength check? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you are, you kicking, slamming with your shoulder. Like, what are you like, doing? Yeah, like a shoulder rush. Okay, as you shoulder rush this door, you do hear the door talk to you as you breeze through it. But you do hear, <laughs> "Oh yes, I love strong man." <laughs> oh, Betty's uh, but you do her find brow. yourself oh, in the wow. house. <laughs> oh wow! I, I guess I'll follow behind Darren. Yeah. You guys don't have to actually go <laughs> okay. in there. It's okay. There's nothing to see in there. Necessarily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as you guys file inside this house, you hear your your good friend Orville outside. Orville Redenbach? I got it! And <laughs> as he's pulling, you see, if you peer back outside, you see him struggling with this fishing rod, just giving her the business. He clearly has some sort of big big fish or something on the end of it. Um, as he's fighting as hard as he can, he pulls and pulls and eventually wins the battle, pulling what appears to be a plug out of the river. Huh? <laughs> a giant whirlpool Oh, that's fine. Forms. Sorry. <laughs> oh no! No, oh, Betty! Uh, oh my god, you perverts! Boy. <laughs> god damn it! Uh, the whirlpool. I want to go home. <laughs> the whirlpool forms, sucking the river dry and eventually pulling sand, and then <laughs> land into it as well. As the land pulls beneath you, you too are pulled alongside this house and the rest of the debris from this village. Into the whirlpool, dragging you into a dark and bottomless hole. You fall for what feels like ten minutes before you suddenly stop. As a, as you stop, you look around, and you are now in a cavern. <clears throat> Sorry, gotta clear the throat. Ah, uh, of course. The cavern is enormous, filled with glowing crystals that illuminate the entire dome above you. The ridge you are overlooking paints a beautiful portrait, an immaculate castle and city built directly into the cave wall across from a liquid pool that shimmers and has a faint glow to it. The imagery is quickly interrupted by the sound of a bullwhip and a female drow shouting at a deathly skinny male drow who is leaned against a pickaxe. You notice that the male drow seems to be wearing some sort of a metal collar. The collar appears to have a locking mechanism that rests on the back of the drow's neck. Two tendril-like hoses jut out just above the lock, running under the drow's skin and rooting into the base of the skull. The tubes house a green liquid that does not seem to be flowing, just sitting idle and swaying with the movement of the drow himself. <clears throat> Another crack from the bullwhip ring rings throughout the cavern, this time making contact with the male drow's back, peeling skin instantly. A huge lash covers the back of the male drow, assuming it will join the rest of the scars that cover his back once it heals. Darkuda, you have not earned your keep today. Back to fucking work, worm. The drow begins to swing his pickaxe again, looking more and more fragile with each swing. 
clearly suffering from malnutrition. Time passes and both Darkuda and the female drow finally head to the ridge, making their way to a crystal bridge that crosses the glimmering lake. They enter the rock castle and your vision swirls, dropping you inside what is a step below a prison. Male drow sit at rickety tables, eating the most vile meal you have ever had the misfortune of witnessing. Female drow patrol the floor and level above, keeping one hand on their whip at all times. Darkuda sits at a table with a handful of other male drow, talking quietly enough to hide their conversation from anyone that may be remotely close. They speak in single words, slow and seemingly unrelated. It is almost as if they are speaking in code. You can barely make out what Darkuda says. Tomorrow. Green. Bridge. Phoenix. The others nod discreetly and continue eating. After the meal, the male drow are aggressively ushered to their cells. The lights go out and Darkuda taps his bunkmate. One of the drow who was sitting at the table with him, motioning as if he is cutting something. His bunkmate nods, holds out his hand, and shows two fingers. They both go back to lying still staring at the cave ceiling above them until they eventually fall asleep. Darkuda wakes up to his bunkmate, violently shaking him, looking concerned. He motions with his fingers like someone is walking and shakes both his hands towards himself as if he needs Darkuda to hurry. Darkuda rolls to his stomach quickly and his bunkmate pulls out a sharpened piece of an extremely rare orange crystal. The drow drags the sharpened crystal across the tubes that extend from the collar, slicing them. The fluid spurts out of the tubes, eating away at anything it touches. Darkuda rips his blanket back, covering the burns to the best of his ability. He abruptly turns to his bunkmate to grab the crystal and cut his tubes as well, but as he turns, a female drow silhouette fills the cell entrance. His bunkmate pockets the crystal, and they both stand at attention. <clears throat> the female drow is joined by another, leading Darkuda and his friend through the structure, stopping only long enough to grab a pickaxe. Your vision follows Darkuda through the tunnels, finally opening into the cavern. Darkuda and his bunkmate are met with the gaze of some of the other drow from the table. A small nod is exchanged, and Darkuda ties, tries to make his worry apparent without it being obvious. He is unsure if the other drow notice. The march continues, nearly approaching the crystal bridge. A female drow follows each male, whips at the ready. As soon as the last drow from this convoy touches the bridge, one of the male drow from the single file line shouts, No! All of the male drow kick a leg back, kicking the female drow in the knee, quickly reaching for their whips. Some of the female drow are quick to respond, punishing the revolting males, attempting to toss them over the bridge. Other males have better luck, disarming their guard, taking their revenge. Darkuda successfully manages to overpower his guard, taking her to the ground, and punching her until he no longer can. As he realizes his immediate threat has passed, he turns to help his bunkmate. As he looks to his friend, he sees him and the guard struggling. She kicks him off of her, kicking him in the ribs as soon as she gets to her feet. She reaches toward her waist, not for the bullwhip, but for a remote of sorts that hangs out at her side. Darkuda desperately tries to reach out to stop her, but could not reach her in time. She hits the button on the remote, and Darkuda watches in horror as the fluid from his friend's collar evacuates the tubes, entering the base of his skull. Within seconds, acid pours from his friend's face, eating everything from the inside out. Darkuda, filled with rage, attacks the guard from behind, grabbing her head and snapping her neck with a strength that would rival a Goliath. 
He grabs her whip and turns to assist the rest of his fellow male drow. He looks on in horror as many of them have fallen to the swarming guards. Darkuda and the other two males still standing make a run for the cavern entrance. They eventually crash through a door leading into a store that they have never seen before. Never being on the surface before, the three drow sprint in panic, eventually losing track of each other as they run through a town that seems to be covered in an almost created darkness. Without a direction or plan, Darkuda continues to run, eventually settling down momentarily in northern Shadeland, slowly adjusting to a free life that he has never experienced before. After he is healed and able to gain his strength, Darkuda heads north towards a new life in the Second Land. The vision fades. You're still standing just in the entrance of the house. The man who is fishing removes a key fragment from his hook and tosses it over to you, mindlessly returning to his fishing. Never thought I'd see that place again. Damn, Darkuda, that was fucked up. <clears throat> How are you feeling, Darkuda? You mean to say oh. there's massive underground caverns below us? Oh, uh, the vision that you seen was just a fragment of the underground, the underdark. Fascinating. I wonder if Knight will be very interesting. Too. I've I've heard of the underdark. I've obviously never been there, but I've. Uh, heard you don't of want to. Especially as a male. I I can see that. I mean, some people would like it, I would think. <laughs> I don't think you would, uh, Ravali. You wouldn't I, really be able to... No, I would, no it's not mine. Can I, can I do a history check? <laughs> what, what are you trying to figure out or remember? Just uh, about, like, the drow race. Uh, yes. I will say it's probably going to be difficult as there were not many drow near okay. where you grew up, but you can so, certainly try if you would like. So, since it's going to be difficult, I'm going to use an ability I haven't used. Side-bolstered okay. knack. And what does that do? That will... Oh, okay. Hold on. I have to <laughs> actually have to roll it first. My bad. Okay. History, that's going to be a 16. Okay. And what does your ability do? If you fail an ability check using a skill or tool of which you have proficiency in, and I have proficiency in history, you can roll one psionic energy at I, 1d8, and add the number to the roll check, potentially turning failure into success. You what? only expend the die if the roll succeeds. What specifically is the proficiency for? Click on the little dot next to... Your profi- or that it's marks int. your profi- huh? Int. Yeah, if you click on that, it'll tell you like a specific oh, uh, use case for it. Your intelligence history check measures your ability to recall lore about historical events, legendary people, ancient kingdoms, past disputes, recent wars, and lost civilizations. Like on the dot itself, because there's certain. Okay. Okay. That's what it says. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um... Because some of them have certain use cases. Like, you can't necessarily always use the proficiency, right? Yeah, no, just, I, that, that's, okay. that's just what the dot says. I see. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, so you get a, a 1d8, you said? Yep, 1d8. Okay. God damn it. <laughs> does a 17 do it? <laughs> a 17 does not do it, unfortunately. All that shit. <laughs> 
just to get a one. You know what? I was like, damn, that's a pretty good roll. Like, he might do it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yikes. I tried. I don't expect to die, though, so still got that. That's cool. I've never had an opportunity to use that. I mostly just wanted to use that. Could have also just asked Darkuda. Yeah, if only you had a drow in your party. You could <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Is it funny that I never see Darkuda as a drow for some reason? I've always thought he was an elf. I didn't think he was a drow. He's a drow. You saying this out loud? Can you hear this? <laughs> what do you mean? No, no. Uh, half the time I, I look at him and I'm like, that's a... That's like a bear or a dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cause you see the what that dog do? I, the, the I, I, yeah, I've seen dog. him as like the goblin or orc that you had him at before, uh, and, oh, and now keep, he has the bear pelt. I was gonna say, I keep thinking we have the bear from the first like two <laughs> sessions in the party because I just see the top and I'm like, oh, hey, a bear. Yeah, I, I was very proud of that bear skin cape. Yeah, no, it looks great. It's very nice. It's a gorgeous cape. You the be beers you have a lot to be uh, proud of. Getting out uh, of that situation. Uh, oh, yes, that is true. Yes, you do uh, it was quite fortunate, but uh, you know, I the rest of my, uh, I guess, group or friends, as I would definitely consider them. Uh, you know, only three of us made it, and I have uh, no idea at all about the other two. It, it was traumatic in its, it's own consolation, sense. It certainly beats my cowardice. Traumatic in its own sense, but it was nice to see one resulting in victory. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, you know, I... Um, it was never an intention of going back to the Underdark. Uh, Shadelin, eh, it's, you know, it, it's there. I wouldn't mind going back there. Yeah, that's it's just a a place of freedom, I guess, for myself. Yeah. So yeah, I, I do have a little be, attachment there. I think it'd be very difficult to fly around in there. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I feel like I'd run into something. Maybe eventually I would love to go back and try and assist my others, but uh, at this rate, I don't currently feel strong enough. Imagine not being able to fly. That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> doesn't even match the, the sarcasm. Boy, it got really quiet. <laughs> well, uh, Wait, waiting for direction. <laughs> well, that's uh, what is that? Five out of that's uh, five out of seven. Yeah, where, where shall seven, we? Uh, please, shall we? Keep where shall we go next? Was he not? I think Pretty sure that was only four. No, that's I five. Think, yeah, it's five. We have to go Eddie, to Eddie, check the... your pocket. Do you have a key in? Uh, nope. We have to go to the graveyard in the castle next. Wait, Betty, you don't even have the bullets. fucking key on you anymore? Why would I have a key? I haven't had a flashback. Somebody's a grumpy plus today. Grumpy. <laughs> What'd you call him? I swear to God, Betty, if there's a key in your pocket... There's a key in my pocket, jeez. <laughs> and who gave you that key, Betty? It's one of your keys. I'm holding it. Oh, okay. I uh, turn to the fisherman <laughs> and I say, uh, good luck on the rest of your catch. And I proceed onward. I speed away from the sentient doors. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask Orville, like, is there anybody else around here? Like, are, are you all alone? Yeah. 
the, uh, the, 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 the only people we've seen around here are you and arguably the bartender. Orville kind of looks at you and he doesn't really say a whole lot. He's he just kind of he's like, yes, Virgil is a good guy. I, I I fish. I like fish. Sounds like Kaza. I don't know. I changed his accent like three different times. I couldn't remember what it did. I just, no. I just like the French doors that you had for a minute there. Deep bras. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, notice yes. that you, you kind of look like you belong in one of those uh, old bands that used to be very popular centuries ago. Old bands? What yeah. are you referring to? Like Athena's Grace. No, that's... You'd have to go for that deep cut in the (laughs) the D&D session. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have to go there. I think the name was was Smooch or something. What? Kiss sounds way cooler. Kiss, that's what it was. Copy, as you walk past the doors, you hear, Oh no, come back. (laughs) No, please. You have strong hands. (laughs) Speeding away. Wrong and sturdy, but still delicate. I cannot hear the doors anymore. I don't know, guys. I kind of like the horny doors. <laughs> then you go spend some time with them. I don't like no, them. Kiss as I walk past. <laughs> uh, uh, Do don't last You're long. Here whenever. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> some of these doors, bro. Gnomes don't last oh, wow. long. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, under All the right. graveyard then, friends. All right. Onto the graveyard? Onto the, the graveyard. graveyard. Which I'm guessing is all of these uh, purple and green crystal things. This I don't is not know. like any graveyard I've ever been in. Yeah. Same. Well, we're I in a strange that land. Again. This is uh, <laughs> That's not like any graveyard I've ever been in. not look like a graveyard here. I think I it's to the believe. right. I'm glad you said it again. Is, Thank uh, you. Over here. Where the... Fuck did Galmar go? <laughs> He's, to get He's over here. Galmar. What are all these things around us? I don't know, but I'm keeping clear of them. Can I observe one of the crystals? Yeah. Can't keep up, eh, Kaza? I'm paying attention to the crystals. I kind of want to uh, touch one, but I don't. You should definitely touch I kind of want to steal one. You should definitely touch one. For yeah, volleys, you science. touch one. Cause I don't think you should touch one. Like well, a you're wrong. Investigation arcana. Uh, yeah. Go. It. Uh, <clears throat> do you want? Are you just kind of observing? Are you actually trying to investigate what they're doing? I. I'll actually take investigation or perception, whichever one you okay. want. That's fine. Um. Yeah. I'm kind of like trying to deem what they mean. Is it like or like is is, is there like are they address? Or someone, or something. Um. Okay. Uh. What? Go ahead and give me your roll. I did a nat twenty. Holy (laughs) You looking at these crystals? You can tell that the way they're kind of embedded into the ground. It almost seems as if they fell from the sky. Yeah, it doesn't look like they came out of the ground, but instead you can see almost like a uh, a burn mark at the bottom of them where it looked like it entered an atmosphere, as well as a, a deep impact from where they actually hit the ground. 
Very interesting. Mm. Can I hold my hand? Don't eat the crystal. Next to it and like kind of just get in closer to see if there's any sort of like shock or like is there a heat? Do I feel like a like some sort of like anything from it? Um, yeah, so as you reach your hand out towards them, uh, you would notice that they do still feel warm. Um, not, not hot because you guys would have felt that as you were walking through, Mm -hmm. uh, you don't really actually notice it until you get close and it, it feels like there's a significant amount of energy stored with inside them, but, um, not enough to where it is fully radiating off of it outside of maybe a couple inches or so. Why don't we all hold hands and one of us touches it? Is it a second? <laughs> <laughs> the static shock test. Uh, I like uh, kind of crouch down a little bit and begin speaking to my stomach. Hey, little buddy, I'm in the crystal field. Anything I should know? <laughs> Give me a constitution. <laughs> I just want to be friends. You ate it. <laughs> you did eat it. Uh, 21. <laughs> 21. Uh, you you notice uh, now that it, you know some of the, the the blessings from Betty and such are, are starting to wear off um, that it, it's it's calming down again and uh, yeah you don't you don't get a response because it it is inside of you um, but you're also not being as ratatouille as you are <laughs> I don't know how to use that as a verb but <laughs> it's not it's not completely guiding you um i i would say uh with a with a 21 i will i will say that the the mushroom is able to pass just a little bit of information onto you that these crystals essentially um fell out of the sky probably 200 years ago or so um and when they did they actually had been having a gathering over here by this church. And so a lot of the people that were contained within purgatory were actually killed here. And that's why there is said graveyard in purgatory and also why the church is destroyed. Hmm. Centuries ago. Right. <laughs> um, is there any small pieces that I could collect a few? Um, yeah, I would say you could probably grab, um, let's say, two shards. Okay. Because they're not of the, this realm. Uh, I will say they're hot. So yep. um, if you put them into a pack, they could potentially burn a hole. Are they and hot enough that they're going to burn my hands, So They won't burn your hands, but they will burn cloth. I have okay. a bag of warding. Um, I'm just gonna hold on to him. Okay. Uh, because I I want to yeah, don't yes. do that. double fisting crystals. Don't fall asleep with them on, otherwise you might combust in your sleep. It's okay. I I just want to uh, ev- <laughs> eventually um when I see my mushroom friends, I want to give them them so they can grow big and strong. Yeah, just, just, you know, don't let the are sun you, are, hit it right, you know? Are you the, being, like, <laughs> Stockholm or something? 
When when I pass by the green crystals, do they look kind of similar to the the, the pink ones? Uh, yes, those do look yep. similar, but instead of being hot, they're cold. Hmm. What are you doing up here, Kavi? Can I grab I a couple? Uh, I'm just kind of Ooh, looking no, at this altar mind. here. This looks like some uh, sacrifice, maybe. Yeah, I, I kind of want to investigate this altar. Can I drop one of the hot ones? And is there like a cold one I can pick up? So I have one of each. Can I make yes. a temperature differential? Oh, no. I do that. I do that. <laughs> it, it's not an altar. It's a. It's like a a, a, a coffin esque type yeah, thing. Okay. Yeah. Can I investigate this coffin? Sarcophagus. Then? Sarcophagus. That's the word I. That's the word I wanted. Yeah. Uh. Sure. Cool. Which is going to be a twenty-three. With a twenty-three, um, I I will say that you would notice that not only is this sarcophagus unmarked, every tombstone is unmarked. Hmm. There, a right. lot of them seem to be somewhat destroyed, as if almost you know eroded by time. Couple, a couple centuries. One, two, yeah. three. Four. Uh, but, time has passed. You, I, I would say you would be able to infer that this is probably someone that is quite important, considering the sarcophagus of their own and up on this giant pedestal. Um, but there is no no readable marking. Okay, Let's dig him up. Can I open it? Yeah. <laughs> Famous last words. You can give me a strength check. Okay. And it's not I'm gonna, gonna add be guidance. Easy. You are not Kratos, so <laughs> I'm adding guidance. Um plus, <laughs> plus four to that, D four. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, oh Jesus. So strong, Kavi. <laughs> Doesn't even matter. I'm not gonna roll guidance. As I see him try like <laughs> really struggling, I just kind of say, You guys think if we juice some of these crystals in front of the tombstones that we could reanimate the dead? Hell yeah. That's a very I mean, specific. I mean, I mean, I mean, I love my party. My, my party loves me. I love my party. My party loves me. <laughs> I was just asking a question. You know, I wasn't going to do it. Look, great Robbie just, is on my bucket list. I was just putting the thought in somebody else's head. Why is that on your bucket list? <laughs> Guys, clearly there is a blood well on this sarcophagus. One of us has to slit our wrists Done. and spill blood. <laughs> that guy is totally willing. It's <laughs> 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 a little too quick. <laughs> uh, I can uh, so, I can heal you after if you want me to. I, I don't uh, know if that's. I had to give you guys a nice relaxing episode with no combat. <laughs> DM <laughs> promised we wouldn't I die. I, 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 just, I don't know what. Can't prevent I, I us from killing ourselves. We, I thought we were going to be sweeped up into hallucination by now. Is what I'm trying to trigger. At this, at the I one I'm at, you guys explore a little bit. <laughs> I, I, I'll walk. That means there's loot to be found. Just kind of seeing this archway, I'll just like walk through it. See what happens. You see all of the crystals that you passed by light up much oh. more brilliantly than they had before. The blinding light actually, you see it 
start to radiate from all of these crystals and all of a sudden it disappears. And as it disappears, the entire graveyard lights up with this beam of, of just almost holy light. Purples and greens and blues. And it pierces your eyes and you are yet again blinded. Not again. Not again. No. I'm off this roller coaster. Uh, oh, right. So <laughs> the crystals dark. <laughs> yeah, those those two radiate as well. <laughs> you see, yeah, in his hands, he's holding two he's just... beams of light, <laughs> like he's at a fucking rave or something. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hear sandstorm playing in the distance. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it somehow morphs into Hotel California. Hardcore <laughs> again, baby. The remix we didn't know we needed. <laughs> Not need. Uh, as the light fades around you, you now find yourself in a dimly lit room. A stark contrast to what you just experienced. A large desk appears to be designed with the sole purpose of planning battles, and attacks sits in the center of a flickering lantern, being the only thing that you can make out. In the r- inside the room walks a t- large, hulking tabaxi with beautiful white and black fur. An eye patch covers one eye, and a long scar extends from this eye all the way up to a torn ear on his left side. Behind him, a large orange tabaxi with, a slight, with slightly lighter stripes files into the room. Taking his side of the table, he wears a long trench coat and has a large sword mounted to a holster on his back. A third, mostly black female tabaxi takes her spot at the opposite end of the table across from the orange tabaxi. She sports a beautiful handcrafted bow on her back, covering a quiver that houses arrows that seem to glow in the darkness. She has white and brown patches on her face and wears a scowl that could scare the bravest warrior. Finally, a white tabaxi with black spots steps into the room. He stands slightly smaller than the others, but has a certain strength to him that is hard to place. He takes the final side of the table, intently looking at what appears to be the battle map. The large black and white tabaxi looks across the table. Gaza, it is time you led a team of your own. The mission is perfect opportunity for you to cut your teeth, while the rest of us lead your own respective teams on separate missions. We are sending you to the crossing. There have been reports of hostile attacks on south, just south of where our troops are stationed. Once you reach the crossing, you will relieve General Collard and take command of the situation. I am sure I do not need to tell you the importance of keeping the crossing. The young tabaxi looks across the table. Yes, uncle. I will not let you or our fighters down. Commander Jutri nods and says, Very well. You have a week to prepare. You, you will take ten of our fighters to ensure safe travel. Once you are there, you will join the troops already stationed and act on our plan. The room fades away, and you now see Kaza in his room carefully planning his tactics. He is ambitious, hungry to prove himself to the military, but also desperate to make his late father proud. He reaches down to the necklace that hangs from his neck. He runs his finger down the long fang that hangs from it, pressing his finger on the point. 
knowing that his father was the best tactician in Davlin, and he still lost his life to the beast that had taken over the area, Kaza knew his strategy had to be perfect. He leans back in his chair, exhausted, but quickly returns back to his work. You see him run the same simulation time and time again, accounting for every possible outcome, every point of evasion and attack the enemy could have. Eventually, Kaza falls asleep at his desk, face pressed against the map in front of him. Kaza prepares his gear, gathers his small team, and makes his way for the crossing. The crew he travels with are like brothers. They grew up together, entered the military together, and fought many battles together. Once they arrive at the crossing, Kaza assumes leadership, relieving General Collard. Kaza quickly gathers the key leaders, lays out the plans, and sets things into motion. Even from the outside looking in, you see that the leaders were impressed with the strategy and were more than willing to gather their men and set the plan into motion. Kaza grabs his halberd and takes his position. The time is now. Kaza's troops creep through the snow, circling around the enemy quietly. As they arrive where the enemy was supposed to be, the ground behind them gives way. Enemy forces crawl out of holes in the ground, jump from trees, walls of flame shoot all around Kaza and his forces. They were ambushed while they were trying to carry out their very own ambush. Kaza and the small army he commanded fought valiantly, killing off a huge portion of the enemies, but unfortunately, the losses to the Davlin military were too great. As Kaza calls for retreat, he realizes a few soldiers remain. They tactically retreated, covering each other as they moved to avoid losing any more souls. Once back at the crossroads, Kaza did what he could for his men and sent one of the few that was unharmed back to the main camp to get help. Davlin was able to save the crossroads in the end, but at a great cost. Kaza held himself responsible for not predicting the potential of these kinds of tactics. No one from this area had ever seen any sort of combat like this, but Kaza could not separate himself from the screaming faces of his soldiers who lost their lives that day. Haunted by his nightmares of guilt and shame, Kaza left Iwodin. Unsure of how to redeem himself, or what his purpose was, he wandered Davlin for a year, killing any beast that got in his way before he eventually met an all-too-joyful half-elf. Since promising to never let anything else happen to those he cared about, he devoted himself to protecting the half-elf with his entire life, if it came to it. The vision ends, and a part of the key emerges from the very sarcophagus that you were looking at. Betty just gives Kaza a big hug. Hey, you know, there's nothing, uh, you know, we're totally fine, right? Uh, nothing happened, right, Betty? <laughs> uh, you know, mine was pretty fucked up too, dear. Oh, so you did have one, Betty. Nope, nope, didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Magic missile. Kaza, if you... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will lead over Darren. Okay. I, um, she just likes saying magic missile. <laughs> You'll just never know when it's the real one. <laughs> it's like the Betty who cried magic missile, man. You never know. What's going on. Kaza, if you ever want to talk about that, you know, I'm I'm all ears. No face. Just ears. <laughs> just, just, just ears. It's got no face. Yes, I, I know Red Skull. I appreciate it. Uh, What's that but... going to be Red Skull? <laughs> uh, yeah, like yeah, I, I also uh, offer 
a shoulder if you ever need one. It is. Uh, I have is milk not as necessary, well. but I appreciate. I I do like milk. Uh, <laughs> I do. We share but, similar yeah. similar burdens, Kaza. I uh I noticed when I we uh we went through our uh, little wavelength to your uh, brain. Uh, I noticed that it was very very similar. Maybe we uh maybe both find uh comfort in, in knowing each in peace in each other's yes uh, stories and uh, resolution. Hopefully, uh... I agreed. I uh, I learned a lot about you with that. Very admirable. You'll uh. There is key fragment. There is always a hidden victory and defeat. Thanks. Go uh, beat up that bartender. And and with that, I walk away. (laughs) 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 He got to like act like he's like he's like about to start talking and looks right. Oh, he's already walking. Okay, okay. okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose we only have one more spot to go. Uh, are we not digging up any of the graves before we leave? I don't I feel I can make everybody feel better. I think I might have jumped to conclusions about the make me. This is your party. We'll go away. I did not throw this party. As I'm able to see the whole graveyard, I kind of like turn around and just kind of bow and do the blitz ball hand signal and uh just to pay my respects <laughs> blitz ball <laughs> very good. You there very good okay he's not there wait why guys why are we climbing the okay. be pause be pause we're, we're gonna climb the cliff we're, we're going <laughs> yeah. we're, the path of most resistance Hey yo, there's a there's a pathway over there. Make them make them roll at athletics and acrobatics. <laughs> up, I'm taking damage. Make them all take damage. Oh, speaking of which, I need a perception check. I was planning for Magic. this. <laughs> Jokes on you. Hey, be bros, nice for you to catch up to us. A seventeen. Little legs, buddy. Seventeen. <laughs> you are walking along, and you feel a, a a small little spear that seems to have been stuck into the ground that you step on with your feet. And as you as you step yeah. on it, you see a little mushroom run <laughs> around the edge of the the castle here. Like freaking home alone, um, stepping on the nails. <laughs> as mushroom's I, name is McAllister. Yeah. As, <laughs> as I see him running away, I say, "Wait, wait! I have gifts for you." I, I for assume, who? give me a deception check. <laughs> or are you telling the truth? Oh, uh, are that's you all actually true. going to give the crystal. I totally was. Okay, give me a persuasion check then. Nice. I think these mushrooms are kind of pissed that you ate their friends, man. Oh, only seven. He didn't he temporarily yeah, he, re- he continues to run away. <laughs> just fucking, he's a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll make friends out of your guys, out of you people yet. He's uh, he's the mushroom mount. Give give me another constitution saving throw as well. While we're at it. It didn't Grom even. It didn't even st- roll. It bounced off the side and just was flat. <laughs> Grom must not have very strong stomach acid. 
Uh, I rolled a six. I'm sorry. With a six. <clears throat> you do not take any more damage. However. That's not good. <laughs> you look back to the graveyard. And you see people. Animals. Rabbits and deer and raccoons and mushrooms and flowers all walking around, dancing, laughing, having a good time. You, you do notice that something about them looks weird. They almost look cartoonish, um, as if they, they're not of this world, but to you, they feel more real than anything you've ever seen in your entire life. Now we're getting somewhere. <laughs> hey, uh, Derekuda. Hey, you, you oh, alright, well, buddy? Yeah, yeah, I. He's they are partying over there. I think we need to just get this thing going so I can go hang out with them for a little bit. We can celebrate our victory. You guys uh, do not see anything. Yeah, I think <laughs> it is only well, That looks fun over there, Darkuda. Yeah, funny, <laughs> <laughs> Betty. Betty, do you do you see Dark, what he's talking about? Dark, totally. What's your yeah, favorite? Definitely. What's your favorite activity that they're doing? Yeah. Well, I'll just show you when we're done here. We'll go over there, Darkuda. Yes. Do you, do you think your teeth feel a little big for your mouth? I think my teeth feel a little big for my mouth. No. Your skin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a weird thing to say. Darkuda, okay. you as you are following the rest of your party, you look up and you see uh, one of these cartoonish like falcons land on on top of the uh, the castle here, and he looks down and he goes, "Hey, hey, bud, what what are you doing?" Oh, uh, we're just after that other key fragment. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, I, yeah. I think we got six fragment. of them. Yeah, six. Six out of seven's pretty good. Gotta Mazel. collect them all, right? Yeah, mushrooms. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've been Come trying on, to boy. talk to these guys the whole time. What? You don't gotta eat the mushrooms. You can just talk to them. Well, yeah, but now we're one. We can just communicate with thoughts. The the bird flies down, the falcon flies down and lands in front of you and kind of does a little jig. And he, oh, it's all right, bud. You, you, we we can we can share thoughts anyway. We just have to talk to each other. Oh, so convey my thoughts to them that I want a big meeting of the mushrooms and I offer these two crystals as reparations. So they can grow big and strong. You guys absolutely see him just talking <laughs> yeah, to nothing. Hundred percent, <laughs> just talking to a thing. Straight the ground, like just a wall. Like he's just... uh, I'm gonna try deception to go along with the conversation, like I can see it too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need me to roll for that? Uh, you can either do deception or performance. Oh, I got a plus seven to performance. Oh, there you fuck. go. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 
spend it. Fifteen. Fifteen. What is your passive, Darkuda? Off to the left. Perception. Under saving throws. Yeah. Oh, uh, 15. 15? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say meets it, beats it. <laughs> meets it, beats it, baby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Betty saunters on up and, and begins to talk like she's a part of the whole conversation here. And the falcon continues like, yeah, I think the mushrooms <laughs> really like the crystals. <laughs> that was my exact thought. Like, get them big, get them strong. You could just have, like, a whole mushroom army. Yeah, a whole mushroom army. I agree. <laughs> the, the falcon doesn't acknowledge Betty for, for all his <laughs> purposes here, uh, but turns and says, okay, well, I I could take the crystals and get them to the, the mushroom king. Oh, there's a whole king? <laughs> Yeah, of course. You didn't know that? <laughs> oh, this is so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I just need to talk to somebody important about this. That way they know that, you know, I was just trying to be a part of the group. But there's other ways to be included in the group other than eating a mushroom. Yeah, but, you know, I can't grow roots to communicate with you guys. Like, that's what got me into this whole mess. I'm not a mushroom, oh. and I didn't need a mushroom. Oh. Holy shit, you're right. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't want to be like the kid that reminds the teacher that we have homework. It's 15 past 11. I know. We usually go till 1130. Yeah. I'm well aware. Oh, okay. Sorry. Thank you. That was the bad part of the trip, wasn't it? Nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. That's what we call it, Molly. Um, so as yeah. I hold my hands out, do the crystals disappear? <laughs> In your mind, they do. You see the falcon fly off with the crystals. Uh, Betty sees you drop the crystals on the I ground. I grab them immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to meet the king. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure it'll happen soon. <laughs> okay. Well, do we want to figure out how to get into this church while Darkuda has uh, fun? Yeah, this entire wall is broken back here, basically. Oh. I just figured we'd knock on the front door, but if it's already open, let's go. Let's barricade. You know, it's not so much open as missing. Eh, missing works. They could have had. Missing? Oh my! <laughs> they could have <laughs> had. It, uh, it is quite literally gone. Open air concept, you know. It reminds me of my last boyfriend. Oh boy! <laughs> what? Right. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Very open. Very open. That was your plug, wasn't it? Kind of. Was that his plug? Question oh. mark. What the hell is that spooky ass altar? Don't put that thought in my head, Darkuda. <laughs> Darkuda's got plenty of thoughts in his own head right now. <laughs> Can I um do an Arcana check on this altar? I thought sure. you were just gonna try and open it. No, Only harp, no. harp music starts playing, but it's in the 
t- the, the the cadence of twenty five. <laughs> I was gonna say it's South California. With the twenty five, you do notice that it is inherently magical. The exact sourcesness is a little bit hard to place. Um, I would say it is kind of you kind of detect that 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 magic more in a sense of it being a a broad magic rather than just a a magic focus solely on this this altar um you don't you don't sense anything evil you don't sense anything inherently good you just sense a magical overall presence okay you're just still tweaking over there hey uh how how you feeling buddy (laughs) me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a million bucks. I feel <laughs> so good. great. Yeah. Good uh, to hear, buddy. You know, a little depressed about what happened, but I feel so much better. You know, the animals understand what's going on. It's great. <laughs> yeah, do, do we do we look normal? How many days yeah. am I holding up? Yeah, you guys look normal to him. That um, altar that uh, Kavi just investigated, though. That motherfucker dancing. <laughs> that dude is getting wild. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you hear, like, the... As this motherfucker getting down, you see he's got, like... It looks like he broke open a glow stick and, like, spread it all over himself. He's just fucking just <laughs> going to town here. And again, just Darkuda sees this. Only Darkuda, <laughs> It's yeah. dead silent. The rest of us are just like, is this fucking okay? Like, what is going on with him? Well, I tried and failed to loot the last sarcophagus. Either of you, if any of you would like to try it, uh, please go ahead. I mean, as the last of you enter the castle, the crumbling walls begin to reform. The stone that is scattered across the ground, covered in moss and ivy, slowly lifts off the ground, slotting themselves back into place. As the castle reforms, radiant light comes in through the window, reflecting off of a broken shard of glass in the middle of the room. The light strikes your eyes, forcing them to shut, but when you open them, you find them back in what appears to be... Akradin. Three figures perch on the edge of a tall building in front of you. They are silhouetted by a particularly bright moon. Sorry. I just got a message there. Uh, by a particularly blight, bright moon. Um, to the left stands a slender dragonborn covered in red scales with the occasional white accent. His tail is cut short, sporting a scar that depicts a horrible experience. To the right, a small halfling stands on a crate. She is dressed in a royal-colored dress, purples and yellows and whites illuminated by the moon. From your view, you notice a dagger attached to each ankle, bound by a thick leather strap, just barely peeking out of the bottom of her dress. In the middle stands a human male. He stands confident, dressed in black leathers, using a spyglass to look through the window of a public building below. The dragonborn steps away from the ledge. Darren! T-minus 15 minutes until showtime. We should take our positions. Darren nods, steps further out onto the ledge, taking aim with a bow. He fires an arrow with three large spikes at the front end of the rope attached to the 
uh, with at the front of the building with a rope attached at the end. The arrow finds purchase into the building. Darren ties the rope to the post next to him, snapping the line and ensuring it is tight. The halfling scurries down the fire escape to the ground level and begins walking towards the entrance of the target building. The dragonborn leaps to the nearby building, then to the next, setting up his own line, just as Darren did. Time trickles away and a voice comes over the spy's murmur in Darren's ear. It's now or never. Darren grabs the handle next to him and attaches it to the line, exhaling heavily before sitting into the line and letting gravity do the rest. He flies down the line, expertly letting go and rolling onto the roof of a building. In position, Overwatch. Set, he says, touching his ear and activating the spy's murmur. The dragonborn comes over the murmur. All set. Clear line of sight on the floor below. A small high-pitched voice follows. Can't do a high-pitched voice. Darren makes his way over to the glass skylight above the room that the dragonborn is watching over, slipping inside effortlessly. Once Darren is inside and verifies the coast is clear, the dragonborn mounts his wire, sliding down the building's roof, following right behind Darren. Inside, the halfling casts disguised self and makes her way into a large ballroom where the banquet is being held in honor of Congressman Theobald. Upstairs, Darren and the dragonborn quietly shift from room to room, finding their way to the offices located in the back of the building. They find Theobald's office and use their intel to find a button under the desk that unlocks a passage behind the, a bookcase that opens into a spiral staircase. A half, the halfling disguised as a beautiful tiefling finds a corner of the room near the bar, now assuming the role of Overwatch. Darren and the dragonborn hurry down the stairs, stepping out into a large concrete room with a massive steel door of a safe on the other end of the room. Darren pulls explosives from his small pack, puts them in, into position, and nods to his dragonborn friend. The dragonborn points his cybernetic fingers at the safe and casts silence, deafening the sound of the explosives as they go off. All is quiet, but not all is well. The explosives concentration was or the explosives concentration was blown off a bit, and not only does it open the door, but the floor directly above the safe begins to crack. Small pieces of debris begin to fall and dust the area in front of the safe. Darren and the dragonborn rush in to grab what they had hired had been hired to steal. They were told they would be stealing a device that could amplify a signal, furthering communication between the client and his compatriots in Shadeland. Upon seeing the device, Darren realizes that this is not the case. Darren has seen a few EMP devices, and this device has some striking similarities to those, but on a scale of nearly 20 times that that he had used on an odd job here and there. Darren looks to the Dragonborn. Leave it. I think we have been lied to about the purpose of this device. The Dragonborn nods, and they quickly make their way out of the vault. The debris is now breaking away much quicker from the ceiling above, caving in entirely just as they get past the door. A whole table falls through with the rubble, people and all, causing the two to expedite their escape plan. Darren turns to look at the rubble just long enough to notice that most of the partygoers were fine. Just a few bruises and likely concussions, but one of the attendees was not so lucky. A young girl, roughly 17, has been impaled by one of the now-exposed pieces of rebar that is jutting out of the crumbled floor. Darren recognizes the girl as Congressman Theobald's daughter, Tassila, a truly innocent and well-liked public figure who was expected to follow in, in her father's footsteps. Darren and his friends make it out of the City Hall building with barely a scratch, aside from the emotional scar that the heist had gone wrong. 
They all decided to step away from heisting as the weight of Tasala's death hung heavy on them, and the ability to finish the the inability to finish the heist harmed their nearly spotless reputation. Darren struggled the most with the innocent's death, as he was the one who made the explosives. He blamed himself for her death, spiraling into a vicious depression that consumed him. He found himself frequently at the taverns more often, trying to drown his demons, especially one little bar on the bad side of town, a place by the name of Cinder's End. The vision ends, and the party finds himself back in the dilapidated castle. A key fragment appears on the pedestal in the middle of the room, raising up on a small platform, just in the very center of that pedestal. And that is where we will end our session. I'm glad we didn't let you make that bomb in the prison. Seriously. (laughs) You never told us you frequented Cinder's End. It was not a really great time in my life as I was, you know, dealing with the the guilt of of that whole ordeal. Um, It seemed pretty cool to me. I, uh, I understand. I think I think the bomb would have been fine in the prison because I was pretty good at making them bigger than they needed to be. Clearly, um, <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, that was that was rough. It was a good good on you for reforming. Uh, I just hate that <sighs> it came at the cost of an innocent what life. What do you mean by reforming? Is it my face again? <laughs> <laughs> your face. You have your face right now. Like, do you need a mirror? I don't. See I don't want to look. <laughs> see, Betty doesn't see a face. <laughs> yeah, it's just red under there. Yeah, just pure red. It's just pure red. Like to That's walk over. Because they're both Walk over to the middle. I'll grab the, the fragment of the key and, put it in my pouch, my backpack. Okay. Well, we are gonna go ahead and wrap up there, so John can get it. Go to sleep. No, I'm not tired. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> uh, but I am. for those of you that are joining us in the audio version of this podcast, we appreciate you listening and we hope you enjoyed. This is definitely a very different session for us. Uh, it was uh, just a, a, a whole lot of exposition and story and and a little bit of role play to get you know the, the characters a little bit more familiar with each other. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully it was fun. Hopefully these guys enjoyed it. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you, Dan. Buy our merch. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) We have merch? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't tell you.